0: Five seconds to submergence. Submergence deep into the absurd.
1: So use all that is fortune. Most men will gamble. Most men gamble with her. <laughs> <And>
2: g- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, okay. I say most
1: g- Gain mamble with her?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but... <laughs> all right,
1: hold on. <laughs> <laughs> knows, so use all that is called fortune. Most men gamble with her, and gain all, and lose all, as her wheel rolls. But do thou leave, as unlawful, these winnings, and deal with cause and effect, the chancellors of God. In the will, work, and acquire, and thou hast chained the wheel of chance, and shalt sit hereafter, out of fear from her rotations, a political victory, a rise of rents, the recovery of your sick, or the return of your absent friend, or some other favorable event raises your spirits and you think good days are preparing for you. Do not believe it. Nothing can bring you peace, but yourself. Nothing can bring you peace, but the triumph of principles. So that's the end of Emerson's essay, Self-Reliance. Uh, we got Mina Mia Stone here to, today. Uh, welcome back.
2: Yeah, good to be here. Uh, thanks for having me.
1: And we did an eight-part series on self-reliance. Well, guess what? We're not done yet. We've got a wrap-up episode today for you all. Um This is probably going to be the best episode yet because we've got original thoughts here. We've got things that are really tying everything together with what's going on today, here and now, uh, with America, with you, a citizen. Um, We've got a lot of shit today that no one's talking about. So I appreciate you coming on um, to listen to this and let's go right into it, right?
2: Yep. So we began just there with uh, where we left off, the end of the essay. Uh, you know, he says use all that is called fortune. You know, and Fortuna is um, Roman goddess of luck and fortune, right? In that mythos and he says uses use all of her right he's not restricting you or defining what that is right if there's if there's something to it if there's a method and, and or a tool he's not telling you what to do with it or how to use it right so that's yes. important to note you know and maybe this is what you know this is another reason why nietzsche says we lost a philosopher not emerson uh because you know he 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 draws a line but he's not going to tell you what to do um and Nietzsche kind of does this in his own right. If I put it like that, does that make sense? No.
1: Yes. Yes. And if they write, really he did didn't, he, he didn't make it going.
2: easy. He, he didn't make it, he didn't make it easy. He didn't explain it simply. I mean, yes. he, you know, he gated himself, right. He, um, you know, he definitely, you know, uh, wrote to, to mystify and bewilder, uh, and to impress and to shock and to express a lot of things, um,
1: but it wasn't yeah.
2: as simple as like, oh, here's the answers. Here's the reasons. Here's why you should do as I say and do as I do. And, you know, I, I mean, it's there, but it's. It's hidden. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's some gateless gates in there. And it's like if. if, if um, I guess we'll just kind of leave it at that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if they were to just uh, tell you all like would well, be pointless i mean you know yeah miss it, it. it would go against everything that they've taught right it would go against what they are as people what they preach right um and it wouldn't yeah to a point it, it i mean they, they, it. if it appeals to everyone then it doesn't appeal to the right they,
2: well i mean that nietzsche was done with preaching to a point you know yeah or at least uh the the old madness Right. You know, when we talk of ideas and expressions and thoughts and beings that, you know, it's mostly out of the cave ages, right out of our uh, earlier um, steps in evolution. Yes. You know, where we thought we were somehow separate from this earth and that we were uh, some other creature that was destined for somewhere else or, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever it was we were expressing, you know, many things. But uh, that's that's a podcast of itself. So. The other, you know, next, he says, uh, most men gamble with her and gain all and lose all as her wheels roll. Right. You know, just like it's like it's dumb chance or dumb luck. Uh, but do thou live, leave as unlawful these winnings. Right. Like, don't don't play like that and deal with instead cause and effect. The chancellors of God. And the funny thing about cause and effect is we know now that, you know, like our causes don't follow the universe's effect and kind of vice versa if you wanted to stick to it it's like either way uh you know our our understanding breaks down at a certain point right we've discussed all this before um, yeah without getting into it here um but you know uh in this this part's interesting too in the will work and acquire right so he's saying in the will right that would be your will work and acquire there you know over there you are your will Working and acquiring, and now has chained the wheel a chance, and shall sit hereafter out of fear of her rotations. Right. So this is no longer dumb luck to you. This is no longer uh, mere fate.
1: And, and well, there's here, also the because um, I kind of want to bring something up before we kind of get into it. Because sure. like, so regardless, because like you know the free will debate, it's uh, it's useless, right? And why is it useless? Because like you, you can't prove whether or not you have free will or not. It's a dumb question. But what you can do is decide that you have a will. You can decide that you are something and you can just go for it. Um, that's what you can do. And that's what's important.
2: Right. Well, that reminds me of Emerson saying whim. You know, yes. it's like, you know, you, you settle on, he said, I hope it's more than whim, but you settle on something because we don't have all day. Uh, whatever yes. this expression is, uh, you know, I like this Nietzsche elaborated, we, we, as we've uh, expressed here before, that it's not a matter of free will, it's a matter of weak and strong wills. Yes. So, you know, to to otherwise project what is, a, uh, you know, a physiological matter, uh, you know, more like closer to an akin of, you know, it's animal expression more than it is any kind of self-willed or, you know, what do you, what would we call it? Um, uh, Self-possessed sort of being, you know?
1: Yeah, like we own ourselves.
2: Yeah, it's not so apparent and that it's, you know, yeah, the notion that, you know, whether we're free or not, uh, e- either way, maybe you could say, okay, it comes with caveats, right. And we're going to get into that. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: um,
2: so that, uh, a political victory, a rise of rents, recovery of your sick, right. You know, uh, some favorable event raises your spirits and you think good days are preparing for you do not believe it, you know, and I don't, you know, I think it's, it's kind of beyond the dichotomy of pessimism and optimism. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of i'd say sight or understanding yes Well, um, it's also it's acknowledging that uh well these things don't make these things don't solve our none of this solves our yes, problems once and yes, for all yes. none of us none of it's like okay life's in the back you know like you dust your hands you know you wipe your hands off and it's it's done and over it's like nope and then the next day and then the next day you uh, know till death do you yeah. do, uh, do you part oh yeah
1: yeah, you wear can wear a mask or uh, wash your hands all you want, but grandma's still going to die, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that morbid, but um, at the end of the day, you know, you can do all you can to prepare to uh, to prevent the inevitable and uh, conserve what you love, but, you know, what you love is still going to die, still going to perish. Um
2: right and you know it's uh, that that mortal fear you know touched us in a very particular way you know in the way that's expressed over time um you know i guess it's the birth of tragedy
1: yeah right like it, it, well it's not that you shouldn't you know uh try to prevent the inevitable it's not that you shouldn't try to conserve what you love but it's more so that um you have to acknowledge that these things are inevitable that these uh that that what you love will die, that you will die. Um that's the biggest part is the is the acknowledgement and and understanding why you want to disturb these things.
2: So right, but that yeah, and that's not really a part of our normal um, you know, would you say culture? No. Like we don't like to talk about death. It's a very touchy subject. It's a very um particular subject and it's long, you know, I guess we'll, you know, we'll, it, we, we have some stuff on this further down in the notes. So, yeah, uh, we should we should keep moving here. Um,
1: yeah, it's, uh, there's, it's that, there's that nothing can bring you peace but yourself. Right. Um, so I asked you, I asked you, how do we be self-reliant in a world where everything is specialized, where we rely upon everything else to uh, give us happiness, to give us love, to give us what we need in this world?
2: Right. To validate you, to um give you a purpose or a reason to go on, you know, and, and you can question why it's not enough or why it hasn't been enough, historically speaking, because we only have so yeah. many stop gaps in which to deal. I mean, you know, think about it, if 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 your life if you felt in the gutter or your life was in the gutter, you know, you only have so many uh, remedies, right? You know, you could uh, see a doctor, you could Uh, join a cult or religion you know you think about how how do some people cope with existence it's like well, some people it's suicide some people it's homicide some people it's uh, self-destruction in some capacity whether it's uh immediate or like a slow burn effect over time through risky behavior or bad ideas and having no regard for oneself you know if you have no if you have no no you know concern for yourself or if you've uh come to treat yourself as a doormat or as yes. disposable because, yes, yes, you yes. know, I suppose you could say, uh, you know, this, this brings to mind Ralph Waldo, uh, Ellison's, uh, book, the invisible man where he talks about, you know, uh, the line of, you know, okay. You know, owing risk, owing irresponsibility to the degree that, you know, if you can't reciprocate, then, you know, that's, you know, it might as well be tyranny. It might as well be, um, anything else especially again we've talked about the differences between expectations and demands or hopes and demands you know if i if i ask something and and i get upset or mad or you know especially if i take that out on you because you didn't answer the way i wanted you to it's clearly a demand it's clearly an order and then i guess you could say there's a there's a question of are you in a position to accept that from me because there's there's easy there's there's a, there's a number of situations where you could think it's easy to accept that you know uh, a superior a boss uh, uh, or if it's you in that position for whatever reason and you have the authority uh, in whatever the situation may be you know if, if it's a question of deference it's like well is it you could say is it necessary or does it benefit and then um, you know, I guess this, this, this and this, this is uh, all rooted in rank and order, right? It's it's incontrovertible. You know, despite talking about self-reliance, uh, you know, uh, even Emerson covered these things. You know, we already talked about uh, the pre-Socratic philosophers. We already talked about, um, you know, a lot of these thinkers. Yeah, and
1: <clears throat> and a lot of this does rely on rank and order right um like why do you and I why do we read self-reliance why do we talk about Nietzsche why do we talk about Schopenhauer why do we talk about all these figures right because we still need to pay homage to this rank and order we still need to pay our respects to these people and uh educate people on what's going on right
2: so right well well, to a to a point I mean yeah yeah, you know even 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 if no one had heard of Emerson before today and then someone just discovered him tomorrow and then we, you know, someone started going over it, you know, the, argue, the arguments or the, and the, I guess what what's put forth would still stand or would still need examination or still um, demand your attention, you could say. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of how powerful his words are, uh, you know, and it, it's, I'm not going to say you know him and Nietzsche are the same or remotely the same per se but I'm definitely going to say at least in that vein you know they share that much in common yes in terms of you know what are these guys saying oh, oh you know shit they're talking to me like they're talking to me you know that's 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 a funny thing um you know they actually speak as if they expect you to understand them yes you know and there's a certain way of doing it in which you know you can see when it's there and when you when you see when it's not
1: but how many people understand because yeah, i see you it, can see it, it in
2: dishonesty people. you can see it in dishonesty right because yeah. the, the, the dishonesty is totally you know it's it's talking down to you because the no it, then the thought is you think you need a lie to win people over or to make them believe you or to to make them hope in you and you know and it, you could say that stands whether so the person selling what they're selling realizes it's a lie and i don't mean that uh, cynically i just mean the way we do business i guess these days especially uh in an age of mass marketing, right? Yes. Because that's been, um, you know, a large, had, had uh, taken a large toll on us, you know, for a long time standing. Uh, more things that, you know, play off um, our physiology, our, yeah. our weaknesses, and, you know, I guess you could say our strengths too, but mostly weaknesses. Yeah, and these so so well the whole but the I'd say the whole dichotomy though the whole you know because because it's you know I when when you say self reliance it's not just outside yourself it's um you know the because because you know he had uh, emerson had neighbors you know he worked on projects with other people and other people helped him you know humans have always been social creatures that's not really the point that's not
1: yeah it's not about cooperation it's about it's about being yourself right it's about uh it's about cuz you know you can collaborate with people right but if you're doing whatever everyone tells you to do or if you're uh if you're just acting the way you're acting because uh, because you think other people want you to act that way then that's not self-reliance self-reliance is you know yeah you're going around other people but you're being yourself you're doing these things you're being around these people because you want to you're being around these people because you're being honest to yourself because you are reliant upon yourself and not them for your happiness for your passion for your love you know et cetera. Et cetera right
2: right but, you know, we we, we we already have this kind of instilled and installed, um, uh, you know, these belief systems and just the way, um, I guess, way, I'm trying to think of how you would word it, uh, the way we, not just the way we express ourselves, but the way our culture was ingrained in on us over time, let's say, you know, um, so comparing old values to new values or what are purported to be new values. And then I think of Nietzsche. You know, warning of the, 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 the price and the danger of sticking to these old and dead value systems, you know, and he, it's probably best expressed when he says, you know, bite, that, bite, bite, you know, talking about biting the head off the snake, uh, the shepherd and thus spoke Zarathustra, uh, you know, uh, warning against that entire kind of a slave and master and oppressed oppressor mentality you know, it's like you, you, in that case, you have to, you're, you're identifying as, or with a, a, as a slave, Yeah. you know, and there's something to be said of um, the way our thoughts affect our physiology, the way our social status and our social nature directly affects our physiology, no different than any other. Um,
1: well, that's like, if you think of yourself as a slave, you're going to be a slave, man. It, it, if you think that you're chained up, you're going to see the change, you know? Um, So that's the problem. That's the problem here is that, uh, that people see that people believe that they're chained up. And Emerson
2: tried it, you know, he said, he said, don't, he's like, no need to, what does he say? Like no need to skulk about or, you know, be some inner, some some interloper. Um, If, do you remember the lines? No,
1: no, I don't remember. Okay. Um, I could look it up though
2: you want yeah do you have it open
1: yeah i do actually uh let's see Right.
2: right what'd you but, say what'd you say i uh it's uh inter- interloper
1: interloper you might have right. it yeah here. yeah yeah
2: let him not
1: let a man then know his worth and keep things under his feet let him not peep or steal or skulk up and down with the air of a charity boy a bastard or an interloper in the world which exists for him but the man in the street finding no worth in himself it corresponds to the force which built a tower or sculptured a marble god feels poor when he looks on these.
2: Hmm. Right. he's being a dwarf of himself. Yeah. But so I could say, um, looking at the bigger picture, if the past formerly crept up from behind us as the future, now we're aware of this predicament. Yeah. Nietzsche illustrates this and poses a few good questions in his aphorism, The Heaviest Burden. You know, and Emerson tells you in the last paragraph, self-reliance on musings and thoughts as Raymond, you know, paraphrased as, you know, basically don't put your eggs in these baskets. Don't put, you know, don't bet on these horses. You know, you think the good days are preparing for you. Do not believe it. This makes me think, uh, you know, what we talked about before, what you said, uh, something along the lines of hope is the antithesis to being and becoming. You know, it's like a deference that, it's like a deference to elsewhere. It's a grease trap for our cognition. And basically it's repression.
1: Yes,
2: you know. Um, yes, I hope this will end. I hope I'll be
1: saved. I hope this. Right. I hope that. Right. Tomorrow goes. will be better. Next week yeah. I'll
2: be in school. Then I'm going to work, and then you know now I'm going here. Yeah. Then I'm getting married. Then right. Right. It's it's Wait for the next day.
1: It's just it's it'll get better when this happens, right? Right. You well, it gives, it gives it gives you something this.
2: to think about beside the present, right? It gives you yeah. it, it's your escape clause. It's your way out. Yeah. You know. That's repression. You know, we
1: say, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad.
2: Or yeah, or you can console yourself with other people have it worse or other people do have it worse. Therefore, you should feel bad. You know, back to the notion of we only have stopgaps and suffering. So what if uh, therapy doesn't work for you? What if religion doesn't work for you? What if What if actually nothing on offer works for you?
1: Yeah, because the only thing that actually works is action. Take action.
2: Yeah, well, you're creating your own medicine in that case, right? Yeah. You're um, pers- doing your own prescriptions. Um, you know, it, it's not necessarily taught, though. So it yeah. makes sense in an age of decadence, if the tribe is falling apart, even though we did become civilization building creatures, not just tribal creatures, it's like, well, if the tribe is kind of going to shit, it would make sense that people yeah. have a hard time operating in that setting when for far longer than not, you know, as animals before we were humans to these creatures we evolved into now that it's clear that like, oh, that was, that's not so easily just displaced or sublimated. You know, yeah. it's actually, people have a hard time acting and living and existing in this world without the certain, like, I think it's a certain barometer. It's a certain validation. It's a certain uh, feeling, you know, fundamentally, it's physiological. Again, uh, we're to, uh, I think these are the, the roots of our nature or the roots of uh, definitely the roots of our mind or what manifests in our mind as a result of our physiology you know and this applies to buddha as much as it does to nietzsche as much as it does to a scholar a professor or a layman you know
1: yeah so why self-reliance how self-reliance
2: okay so you know what are the lines where are the lines according to whose values you know what are the alternatives what are the costs uh you know and the opportunity cost you know it's the trade-off
1: yeah well the trade-off is everything i mean so if you're not self reliant if you're some like lying scumbag who's weak and lazy and and you don't want to be honest you don't want to put in the effort to be honest you don't want to uh, you don't want, like, you're too afraid to be honest, right? But well, okay, well, be well, yourself? Go on. And you you have to cross a lot of you have to cross a lot of fucking lines to uh to get to that point where you can be yourself, where you can be comfortable being you, where you can be comfortable relying upon yourself for everything you need, right?
2: So. Right, and you know it's not just you know we're not thinking like phys- physical because it's not like you know if you need a cup of water and you go and you turn the faucet on, it's like, you know, if you were outside and you were desperate for water, you might drink out of a, a, a fetid puddle on the ground. Right. Um, <laughs> Good luck. But it's, but the point is, is that, you know, animals kind of have to do what they must. And they always have. And that, to me, you know, that, that actually impulse and instinct is like one of the like impressive and, you know, fun thing about animals is how uh, uh, ingenious yeah. they can be. And obviously, you know, with us, I think of uh, appreciation for novelty uh, for novelty, and any animal that can appreciate novelty, you know, it's definitely intelligent. Yes. You know, and then, you know, and then in in thinking about how this kind of plays out for the individual, you know, because even if we think in turn, even if we were uh, even for more social or tribal animal, and we could only think in terms of collectivism and we were even better at it, you know, that doesn't change the fact that, you know, we don't, we don't feel as a, I can't say that I feel as a, what do you call a multiplicity of beings? You know, I don't know what it's like to be a group of something. I, I know what things look like from my eyes. I know what I've yeah. seen with my eyes. You know, I know what I've uh, touched with my hands, you know, things like that, what I've created with my hands. Um, I can't say the same for the rest of the world. Yes. Um, you know, I can't I can't so easily just marry myself into that, if you will. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't dissolve myself into that uh, because I only experience the world in terms of the way I feel and then the way I, I articulate. You know, that I guess that's the that that's the uh, trade off. It's like, OK, well, having said or felt or been or done that, it's like, well, here's my report on it or here here's what I have to say about it or, you know, here's some thoughts on it. But thinking of consciousness over time is also disillusionment over time. You know, Santa isn't real. The Tooth Fairy isn't real uh, on down the list, you know. And then the notion is if you formerly spent your thought, if your thoughts were formerly on Santa Claus and you realize it's a lie or it's just untrue, it's like, okay, now any energy or thoughts you had over there, you would put elsewhere because that's a dead end. You know, and an easy example yeah. is an athlete who has to quit due to injuries, you know, and then what if you're in, what if you, let's say you have injuries, but they're not of the physical variety, you know, it, it, it could well change your desires and pursuits, you know, yeah. whether it's, whether it's illness or change in your life or something failing or falling through, you know, in and this, and remember, do you remember Emerson in self-reliance, so the, the essay or the paragraph about, you know, people lamenting, you know, the youth's failures or people's failures, yeah, you know saying like oh we, we make such a big deal about fa- about failure in reality it takes like a lot of heartache and pain to reach anything like you know remotely considered remotely enlightened or awake yeah. you know uh,
1: yeah I mean there was that story about that guy who wanted to be like a politician in Boston or whatever uh, in self-reliance I, I don't remember yeah. how it went but like they failed yeah. and then they just soaked up in their failure for the rest of their life and then uh, then he compared the other dude that failed. Then he failed again and again and again, and he kept trying anyways, uh, because uh, it didn't really matter. Like who, who cares if you fail? I mean,
2: uh, it's right. Well, well, that's to to a certain point, because it's like, you know, so I guess so long as you, so long as you put in the work, because yeah, it's, it really, I mean, I guess if, if I'd say, if people understand life more than anything, they would understand that what they do fundamentally doesn't matter you know, to the degrees that they could be doing anything at the cost of anything else. Like, yeah. that's not, you know, in terms of concerning yourself with that, it's kind of beside the point.
1: So have you ever gotten a participation? It's trophy a question before?
2: I'd say it's a question of um, no. And if I did, I'd throw it away. <laughs> like, what's this?
1: Dude, I've gotten participation trophies before in uh, school, right? I wanted to throw them away, um, but my mom wouldn't let me. Uh, I it, it feels like so shitty when you get a participation trophy and you know that you sucked <laughs> when you know that you sucked at the sport and they give you a trophy, it feels like a freaking slap in the face, dude. Um, right. so like, in, yeah, in it's just sense, patronizing,
2: yes, man.
1: in a sense. The participation trophy, it almost it's worse than not getting anything it's like way way worse it's beyond worse than not getting anything um so yeah uh yeah people are all like oh yeah i mean uh, participation trophies they make people feel good even though they sucked no it makes them feel even worse about being shitty so it's like uh i i don't know so i'm like totally against them because uh uh, there's a yeah i mean i won't get into it but yeah i mean like in our society we get all these freaking uh participation trophies in a sense we get uh, oh yeah thanks i really like you you know and they because people lie to you they lie to you about what you're good at they lie to you about what's going on and that's kind of the participation right. trophy right that's the gold star i think there's a, a yeah
2: country. and there, there, I, th- I feel like there's a, an aspect of that reflected in social media in general yeah um you know, not just, uh, not just uh, the pageantry of who's who, but, and, you know, collecting followers, like people, like they're just, you know, I don't know, like pins or medals, you know, but that's the attention, you know, uh, currency is the attention, you know, hey, 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 look at me, look what I can do. Um,
1: Yeah. So um, just to be clear, you know, with self-reliance, we're talking about something like radical, you know, we're not talking about just like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna try being myself one day. Um, I'm just gonna be like, just try being a little bit more honest. It's like a total, just being completely independent emotionally, philosophically, and spiritually. <coughs> 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 Sorry, I'm a little sick. I, mean, I don't have the COVID, but
2: no. Oh, well, as I say, we, we we might have to put you down if you did. Like <laughs> <laughs> up. Like the other survival rate's pretty good actually nope he got oh, it see ya. <laughs> um let's see <laughs> so uh
1: um yeah so we're asking that people see see it in the, themselves their own safety, their life their liberty, their passion
2: yeah well where well I would say you could ask where do you begin and where do you end? You know, where, where's your, where's your duty and responsibility, you know, not what you're supposed to do, what you're going to do, you know, that it used to be preached, you know, your duty is to discern your duty or your duty was foisted upon you, you know, once madness preached, right. You know, and, and in general, for the majority of history, it's like, you know, people have more or less been disposable and interchangeable. It's usually just inconvenient. And then the way we sublimate the story, you know, provides the framework for our cultures and Uh, you know, over time, you know, we came to, uh, you know, hail these things as triumphs, you know, do it, do as we say and do as we do. uh, Because it did work for, you know, the organizational patterns of society, and they did serve a function. And they still do. It's just, you know, I don't know that. Okay, I'll tell you this, I look around and I've, 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 I've looked extensively to see what's out there. And, you know, no one actually has an answer to these. um, You know, no government, no writer, no philosophy, like, no one's actually posed like, oh, this is, you know, with these, whether you're talking about technological changes and disruptions, or um, modern, not an,
1: an answer though. Modern um, gloominess
2: and frustration. You know, the kind of the rampant kind of nihilism and yeah, uh, you know, hate, people you know, demand answers, also the hatred for humanity.
1: Yeah, people demand answers, but there's not an answer. So what are they going to do? What are you going to do when a whole mob of people are asking you for an answer but you know that there's no answer what
2: are you going to do Mida? oh well you have to you have to find your own answers
1: yeah I, if if nothing no, if yeah. nothing
2: else satiates if nothing else works and you know people try this with you know you go to stoicism you can swallow rocks and scorpions and broken glass and you can uh try and sublimate it through religion whether it's foreign or domestic uh but inevitably you're you know it's like whether you acknowledge that you're following someone else because you couldn't figure it out on your own you know, yeah, it's not a flattering picture. And you know, other philosophers depend, you know, they 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 have varying degrees of how they you know have see and, and observed their philosophers. Like one of my favorites has always been the Buddha when he says, you know, like a from a like, like like a flower growing on the trash heap from the side of the road, you know, the Buddha's disciple might come from over there. You know, it is you know, and, and it's it's an old expression that people are trash, but you never know where the genius might come from. Yes. And within us, you know, it's like the resources are there, you know, uh, if, uh, you know, depending on how one's constituted, um, you know, there's not a guarantee that anyone can, you know, tap into them, let's say, or make use of them or is in a position to do so or uh, could figure it out on their own, you know, but that's the importance of education and training and all these other things that we've long been doing you know, because it takes them um, a long time to really train people to understand and to see the world. Yeah. You know, the process begins really early. It takes almost, tw- you know, it, well, arguably, arguably it, it doesn't stop, but it's seen, you know, people's attitude towards it. You know, you can observe it like it's just like, nope, don't need to concern myself with any of this. You could see how people throw it away. You know, like, oh, I've learned enough or I think enough or, you know, like, it's just, it's always some of my favorite expressions, you know, like, oh, don't think about it, or don't think too hard about it, or oh, you're thinking too hard about, it, you know. Yeah,
1: it's just or, such a, it's such I a confession, it's such a,
2: it. yeah, it's such a. Well, um, I think that's the real confession, and, you know, and rightfully so, you know, I guess maybe you could say we can only take so much, and the truth, um, you know, disillusionment can be painful, uh, arguably it is, and arguably it has to be.
1: Yeah, but sometimes you have to not talk about some stuff, just to uh just to maintain peace. I mean,
2: well, well, okay, well, we're, we're going to get into that. Um, yeah. Cause like, yeah.
1: cause like, if you want to, cause you know, I love my family and you know, there's people in my family that really disagree on some, some pretty uh, uh high blood pressure topics. Right. Um, So when something's brought up, someone else has got to say, Hey, we're not talking about that here. Right. <laughs> um, let's just, let's just go yeah. back to being a family okay um and that's i mean you know i want to say yeah yeah let's talk about it right let's talk about it but you know people aren't prepared to talk about stuff like that people are not prepared to uh to uh to relax to chillax and uh to right. being willing to be open to other people's ideas being willing to uh to be calm when someone expresses you their, uh, their opinion. Right.
2: Right. So. Well, I mean, it's almost like, and if you can think mm-hmm. about the degrees of violence upon which that reaction takes place of, no, I don't want to hear it. No, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. You know, it, it's telling of, uh, you know, just an autoimmune response, yeah. you know, you don't even have to question it just to say no. I mean, there is something to uh, like a will to stupidity or hermetically sealing your mind that is to, to Agreed. strike, you know, to, well, you know, to, 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 uh, you know, w- when you are rolling the dice, when you are taking that chance, you know, if you, if other people say, no, you're, you're wrong. And you say, no, I think I'm right. It's like, well, they, you might be, you know, maybe you are right. Maybe you're not, we act, you know, you, like if nobody knows yet, if that's unexplored territory, if there's no proof you know, then it's like, well, you're going to bear that out or not.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean,
1: kind of. Could you, so like, um, could you kind of just elaborate on like, what are we bearing out here? What are we, what are we doing?
2: Well, I guess it's, again, it's a question of where do you begin and where do you end? Okay. Let's see,
1: boobies and the merits of boobies.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, Kierkegaard. Well, um... yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. So when we were writing these notes, I wanted to see if mine Don't it, it's
2: it's fine. Let it let 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 it be. They they, they don't have to know. Um, they don't have to suffer. <laughs> We've. Um, here, let's, okay, let, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll keep stepping back and then, and then we'll bring it back around again. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. So through a lot of this, we've been discussing, you know, great thinkers, um, not scholars, not intellectuals, great thinkers, you know, Nietzsche, Emerson, Heraclitus, you know, uh, and the reason is because their hypotheses have borne out over time and time okay. and time again, through experiments in human civilization, you know, when Heraclitus says, look at the people there's as if asleep or drunk, you know. These are observable things. Yeah. Uh, you know, your thoughts, you, you told me that, you know, you said, uh, all decide, the disciples can't stay awake. It's like, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, they're the dreamers following someone, someone else's artistic vision, whether they can't create yes. the vision themselves or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, they're following someone else, but they yes. can't keep up with the actual artist. Uh, in this case, you know, uh, we're talking about, you, you mentioned disciples. I, I assumed you met Christ. Uh, But, you know, uh, it it applies to pretty much all similar situations, uh, you know, according to their dynamics. So in the case of, you know, the, uh, you know, the sensuality, the uh, being able to observe it, you know, you can run a breathalyzer to see just how drunk somebody is, but it's centrally apparent. You can see it, you can smell it, you know, and I imagine Heraclitus, his mind kind of burgeoning into consciousness. You know, some twenty five hundred years ago, and I imagine his horror and his upset as he realizes, "Holy shit!" You know, these people, you know, they don't they don't see anything at all. You know, and none of the books had been written, and they didn't even have you know thousands of years of Greek or Roman or Christian history, and su- uh, supposition, and uh, you know, you could say societal up, you know, uh, improvements and uh, or or in, in in organizational patterns, and you know, in terms of how can we best lay out our civilizations and express ourselves and do what we need to do to survive? You know, at the same time, you know, he observed that, okay, we're asleep at the wheel, you know, and these men were working with their own tools and methods, their own volition. They were individual philosophers before the evolution of the systematic and mass kind of mass control oriented philosophers. You know, the people who were concerned with, oh, this is, we, we, we've, we've discerned what's proper and we can operate based off of that. And, you know, this is according to natural law or God or, um, you know, in the order that it happened through history, right? As we kind of, um, as the philosophers over time, try to discern what exactly was taking place here. And, you know, it varied from systems thinkers to economics to people concerned with human consciousness itself, you know, but it's quite, you know, and, and to, it's not like out of all of that, it's not like anyone's put together like, uh, uh, like, oh, there it is. Like, this is the method. This is the way. Right. And not that there is one. You know, that's that's the joke of it is like no matter how many times people try and teach it, this is the way or especially, you know, most absurd, the only way. Right. Like in and you know, in exclusive to a lot of cults and religion is that teaching of like, oh, I know it must be done like this. You know, and people who think that way, right? They're, it's very shallow. It's very limiting. It's uh, it's because they were taught to think that way. You know, the, like one of the worst things you could do is say, "Nope, it's only this." It's like, how are you going to see see anything? How are you going to see past anything? How are you going to yeah. understand anything? Are you going to how are you going to consider new information? You know, your own your own experience.
1: Yeah, you have to do it like this, man. It your has own to be thoughts. Done like this. You have to think like this
2: right yeah. thou art, so, thou art. so we're no different than those people back when though like even heraclitus like yeah. you know he was subject to the limitations in his place and time you know personal or otherwise just like we are you know it's not like we could um like america can only produce what's within its scope right it's not like someone's going to come along one day and invent a philosophy that's so alien that nobody can understand it to the degree that you know it's if it's born of the same culture or is brought from elsewhere, it's like, well, we have the tools and information out there to try and to, to discern and understand, you know, uh, values and cultures and people, you know, like from Nietzsche's genealogical method, you know, the, 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 uh, and all the other methods applied from the historical sense, which, you know, we could think of Hegel to aspects of materialism and science from Darwin to even guys like Marx, right, uh, who concern themselves with, you know, more materialist, rationalist philosophies, um, and a lot of it was actually, uh, a lot of these guys, you know, they, they weren't as resentful as a lot of kind of, I guess you could say liberal thinkers, uh, like your R- Rousseau's and maybe even like, you know, uh, Voltaire and, uh, other guys like that. Marx. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, 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 you know, and I don't, and these, you know, these are side, these are all side notes in terms of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. Because, again, they're concerned with the larger mechanisms. They're concerned with organizing and reorganizing because, of course, everyone thinks their ideas are right and everyone thinks their ideas are best. Thus, they say, do as I do, you know, follow as as I do, you know, see if my supposition bears out, you know. And it's like, man, you know, that would be a hell of an experiment to run in America, like to wildly and drastically change it. And it's like, well, is it worth the destruction to prove it wrong? And I guess you could say, again, because, you know, a lot of the ideals put forth to this day, they're still just old. I, You know, these are old ideals out of. You know Europe's history—it's like it's dead on arrival. It's old news. It's—it's it's not actually addressing the problems here and now, right? It's more—it's um, more hope for the future. You know, oh, a new a new government. You know, I think of early Nietzsche. You know, when he writes, you know that, you know, any philosophy that says that you know it's so it's solved or answered the problems of existence with, you know, uh, you know, political invention is a joke in pseudo philosophy because it just it doesn't actually in terms of back to the individual, to the notion that people can say life and existence and philosophy even is whatever it is that they want to argue, let's say. Um, But it doesn't matter compared to the individual who is feeling it. You know, from a depressed individual A over here to an aggressive and competitive individual over there, you know, to an artist over there, right? How it it varies temper, uh, you know, from person to person temperament uh yet the expression is fundamentally the same you know it's an animal articulating itself and to the degrees that self-reliance is a i don't want to call it a methodology but something close to that um maybe 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 more of an ethos um
1: i'd say it's it's an action
2: or an evening star like judas priest now i've seen the light and you know i don't want to make it you know i don't want to get religious with it but heavy metal works um you know that song no I I haven't heard it okay okay I'll, I'll send you the album later it's great
1: I think yeah I mean I think it's uh wait
2: so you've never heard Killing Machine no oh so good okay
1: <laughs> no I haven't heard it um I think I mean it's kind of a uh series of actions that you take really um because I mean you know you could say it's It's a whole change of your whole personality, right? A complete, you know.
2: Yeah, well, physiological change over time. You know, the you from five to seven to nine to ten to like, you know, to say that's the same you or to, but but to yet to at the same time, you know, to understand your historical sense and where you actually fit into it. You know, if you like, if you couldn't explain that to me, that actually tells me where you're at.
1: Well, for lack of a better word, let's call it a let's call it lifestyle. Let's call it a lifestyle.
2: Um, I mean, to a certain so degree, nice. I could say we're right, and, and to a certain degree, I'll say we're unreliable narrators. You know, you know what I mean? I mean? Like we can only you know to trusted to a point, but we also like like I said, there's certain things you can't you can't lie about, and you can't hide, and you can't get away from. And that's kind of what, back to your question earlier, where we, where we wound up, this is what bears out over time. This is what's born over time. It's a question of what's being produced, you know? Okay. So if people, if you're lying to people and people are lying to you, my question actually is, um, I'm pausing just for a second. So it's not, uh, intentional and unintentional rhyme, uh, you know, who is actually manipulating who, no, who, who's, who's controlling who, who's manipulating who. It's like on one hand, you have like, who's the victim? Who's who's under whose thumb? Who's who's exerting force over who? You know, you, you mentioned that with the advent of civilization came the need to lie. And, you know, uh, we've become because of our civility, it's necessitated uh, a very passive aggressive uh, kind of civility. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. behind it, you know, it's very thin. It's very it's very shallow. It's like, you know, there's a lot of hostility or indifference behind it. You know and the fact that there's so many people makes the diffusion of responsibility easy. And we've discussed all this before, so we don't need to get into it now. Yeah. Um, but so, so even just like but just like Heraclitus' time, there's still no manual, there's still no yeah. guarantee. Yeah. Like in, in the context of wisdom and truth, you know, never mind, you know, you could question why would anyone seek it, especially if it's harmful. And what do you even do with it?
1: Yeah. you're not going to do any better navigating through the labyrinth with a torch
2: right well i mean these, these the arbitrary measuring sticks just don't mean much yeah you know like you and you'll hear people say things like oh well someone has to have read this repeat someone has to explain this or someone has to explain that and you know otherwise they don't they don't get it and it's like no 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 that's not actually how this works you know because again tell that to heraclitus tell that to nietzsche tell that to the Buddha. you know plenty of them got to you know, give, give, give a certain true to, to, I guess, you know, paint a certain uh, uh, artistic vision yeah. that is it still holds true in its profundity and magnitude to this day. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be, you know, it's hard to say. I can't, it's hard to imagine a humanity where what they had to say is it goes back to even what I said about Emerson of if he, if we, even if we just discovered him yesterday, people found out he existed yesterday it wouldn't change the nature of what he wrote and when he wrote it and what it says about us and what well, it says about I, him. So
1: I told you that I went and saw that new James Bond movie today. Right. And while I was watching the movie, I was thinking, man, all the movies these days, it's just freaking remakes and reboots. But and then I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, we've been making remakes and reboots of the same old stories for thousands of years <laughs> yeah well it's necessary
2: you know we we, we have yeah. to glorify it anew you know we got to keep coming up with novelty yeah exactly we have to find new ways to express and articulate ourselves
1: yeah yes exactly and well we want to hear the same stories right because well we like those right. stories. right well, it's, it's, like it's stories.
2: yeah and, and it's comfortable and it's familiar you know and then right. and then you know and it's important to understand but you know again back to the belief of like if it's only this or if it has to be this, you know, um, it's, it's limitation, it's repetition, you know, whether it's, uh, self-hoisted or encouraged by others, you know, it's not necessarily, um, call it, uh, maybe it's a matter of serving its purpose, you know, in terms of human, not just necessity, but happenstance to necessity and back again, uh, you know it's, it's too much to explain right now uh yeah. is where I think you bring up uh, the example of the the camel the lion and the child
1: yeah the the child so the the camel and the lion they seek um X y and z they seek the Bible they seek uh, a straight line they seek rank and order Where oh, yeah, and they're, the they're looking for their oasis. for sure yeah mm-hmm the child doesn't yep. need that. The child doesn't need the light from the torch to navigate through the labyrinth because he know it's pointless.
2: Right. Well, he's, the, he's, the, he's the, 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 the next generation, right? The new creator.
1: Yep. And sometimes the light can even confuse you, right? Because when you can see like clearly straight ahead, um, like all these different walls, all these twists and turns might all start to kind of blur together.
2: Right. Well, I mean, in, in assuming you even, you know, that you think you understand what you're even looking at, yeah. you know, because it's always a profound moment, you know, when that bottom mm-hmm. drops out and, you know, people realize, oh, it's not, it, or it wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. You know, and I guess, you know, when, when sometimes that, that, that freedom uh, or that disillusionment actually brings on catatonia, uh, cat- a certain catatonia, you know, it's like, that's, um, Like if I think of modern, a certain aspect of modern depression and nihilism and things like that, that's what comes to mind. Um, But in terms of, uh, you know, uh, stepping back again, you know, the bigger picture, it's, I think, you know, Emerson's right when he says there's no more or less greater men in existence now as any other time in history. You know, his line of, you know, everyone speaks of improvement, but no one actually improves. You know, this is our herd nature. You know, to have, you know, it has us trying to be top of the heap, you know, the marketing and the advertising too, the whole nature of the social game, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the demand for the attention span, you know, but at the end of the day, there's no improving the group or the mob because it's blind. It's like our Lady Justice, you know, uh, they share a lot in common. It's not just the blindness, but the terrible force and the power of the conformity behind it. You know, where where that primal myth, that rationale, that human psychodrama and modern delusions are baked together and codified, you know, into a fundamentally what's inevitably an indigestible ideal, because you see inevitably people choke on it. You know, uh, and we're talking about whether it's just, just people over time to revolutions, whether there's violent, bloody or passive aggressive, you know, the mob insists it's improved and improving, but it's always passing the buck. And we've discussed this before, the diffusion of responsibility. And in terms of people having, you know, so much information at their disposal and all they see all this horror and damage and destruction in front of them and the injustice of the world. Right. And it's available 24 seven. You know, it's like it's I guess every everyone's, you know, turned into a concern troll and everyone and everyone has their their purpose for getting into the fight. Right. Or getting into the game. And but it looks to me like, you know, and then a lot of people are going mad from the revelations, you know, uh, but as it stands, it's like the same people, the, the same good bean counters who voted for tyranny. You know, it's always in the name of public health. It's always in the name of the greater good, you know, and I think of Nietzsche saying the arrival of the good is always the beginning of the end, or is it just the, the a sign of the end or the end? I don't signaling the end. I don't know. It's something pretty straightforward like that. You know, yeah. and then and then the bean counter who invents the buttons, not someone who pushes the button, who installs it, who funded it. You know, no one actually improves. They've been asleep ever since. Uh, it was Gurdjieff echoing men like again, men like Heraclitus or Empedocles or Emerson or Nietzsche. You know, when he says men are born asleep, they build societies asleep, they write laws asleep, and they die asleep. You know, and I think of like I think of this. How, okay, so so let me, you know I I like thinking in terms of uh, you know our natural. Naturalistic uh, analogs, because that is us. Like there, again, there's no separation. So, it, like, look at how it manifests in, let's say, zebras. Right, like the herd doesn't necessarily work together, but they do hide between, behind, and amongst one another. You know, it's kind of an organized yeah. chaos, right? But the what it what, what's really going on, right? They didn't think it out. This is this is what panned out. This was the roll of the dice, right? This was chance. Imagine a zebra trying to chain the wheel of chance. Yeah. Like a zebra's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna strike out on my own. It's like, oh, bad idea, buddy. You know, you you stick alone, you stick out like a sore thumb. The predators actually can't be confused by your stripes when you're alone. So some yeah. animals, you know, and this actually gets into a problem with self-reliance. Uh, and more, we'll, it's actually not a problem of self-reliance, it's a problem of a we could say a fundamental like flaw of perception, period, or just say an earlier error in reasoning and logic. Uh, but we'll yeah. get to that shortly.
1: Yeah, and you're talking about that that diffusion of responsibility, right? No,
2: no, no, not no, not just that. Um, let's see, it's um it's more like mm, the crux of the matter is that let's see, I wrote it out somewhere down but down below. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's just it's not that, you know, because you can hear people um, say it that, you know, liberalism has failed or self-reliance has failed or, you know, these things have failed. Various institutions and ideas and ideals have failed, you know, it's like, well, ideals are only ever as good as the people who try to live up to them. Again, if it's a herd zebra, you know, what's the ideal here? It's like, well, so the issue of self-reliance is the issue with everything else to the degrees it's a myth. The difference is with guys like Nietzsche and Emerson is they um, they meant it and they could express to you why, and they could explain their logical deduction. And it's actually quite, you know, it's actually impeccable really, you know, cause it wasn't just, you know, it's not the systematic, it's not the, let me prove to you, you know, because that whole dire need is, you know, uh, and even protesting itself, I suppose, right. Uh, we protest too much. It is, these are, these can be suspicious impulses, right? Like, oh, well, you know, what what's he really saying? And why, why couldn't he have said it, you know, more directly and you can question all sorts of, you uh, aspects to anyone in their approach, but it should, I, it should be clear that self-reliance is not the norm. It's the exception.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it's the, it's the irony of large masses of conformists in the land of the free and the home of the brave taking sides, you know, whether you got governments, corporations, uh, you know, whether we like them or not, utilizing them, taking part in them, you know, large conformist institutional beliefs and systems and, you know, it's like all of these elements have a coerc- coercive thing in their nature because that is, the, the, the I guess you could say, if, uh, if, if using Emerson's uh, metaphor of society as a wave, you know, then there's a question of, you know, uh, I guess going along with the flow, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, but
2: it's actually not man. That's not man's nature. We are conformists in nature. Yes. We are, the, you know... Uh, we we are there we're a herd animal too social animals yeah and back to the notion of having two options team red or blue donkey or elephant both full of shit both shitting all over you know america and americans for years now yeah you know that's not a choice it's coercion you know or the illusion of choice yes and it's you know and i don't mean it again and it's not because in in this you know the oppressed oppressor dynamic again it's not it's not a matter of like you know uh I feel like, you know, I'm identifying with the slave and I want to feel better about it or I need to fight it. It's that, again, there are many forces beyond our control, you know, in and within all these things. And it's like, well, if we took that attitude and, and that was our philosophy to life, it's like of necessity, you would just burn yourself up with so much friction. But again, it's like if resources are allocated elsewhere, you know, and, the, and this is reflected in our biology, let's say, right, like when you're stressed out, you know, your body immediately starts moving around like your digestion syst- digestive system almost, you know, okay. fight or flight, you're, it almost sh- it shuts down practically, right, like all these things take place to, like, it's in our very nature and makeup. Uh, to behave this way and the way the way our minds work is no different like it's like if you formerly believed x and you devoted your life to that you found out that was wrong you started studying or learning something else it's like yeah you could have there you somewhere in there you were faced with the choice of you could have stuck with the the losing bet right or the lie or whatever it is that you found out wasn't true you could have stuck with that but then you saw the cost of like okay maybe or maybe you didn't see the cost because that's the problem with choices or the illusion of choices is that When you make a choice, you don't even necessarily realize you're making a choice and you don't recognize what the long or short term implications will be, what the cost will be, you know, even as a kid, like 10, 12, 20, you know, 15, 20 years old, right? Like you're still making choices and you might not necessarily have, see what the consequences are for years down the line.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, every choice you make, there is a consequence, you know, right? Whether whether we see it or not. Yeah, Yeah. whether
2: we understand it or not.
1: But you know, we but we can go beyond kind of this whole uh cause and effect situation, right? Because oh right, right. Well, I mean this is
2: the whole the whole old world dynamics again, all the old like these this is cave-age stuff, this is cave-age physiology, right? Um, you know, I think of it, I think of Nietzsche giving us a a better way to look at it and a better methodology uh when he says, you know it's only in an aesthetic phenomenon, that existence in the world are eternally justified. Yeah. You know, that uh, the understanding that our art, our politics, our religion, you know, it's, it's centered in sharing an acceptable and beneficial vision, you know, for the individual and for the whole. Conformity concerns itself with the whole, you know, it's like a collective patchwork vision, whereas self-reliance is its antipode, you know, it's the turning of oneself and one's life into, you know, your own art. You know, it's analogous to the artist, but it didn't necessarily mean an artist is self-reliant. Yeah you know, um, one lacks strength and power to the point of needing others as a crutch, whether it's foreign or domestic religion, belief systems, you know, faith, uh, input, you know, I guess you could say we need a certain stimulus to, to work through our own methodology and to come up with our own methodology, right? To, to ask our own questions, and more importantly, to answer our own questions. You know, and then there's the, 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 uh, the, the question of, okay, well, how do you even test your hypothesis, right? You know, and that's the necessity of um, uh, a science, a joyous science in particular. And then after the fact, I guess, if you're kind of over it, then it's like, okay, well, now you've returned to the childlike state because, you know, you don't actually have to concern yourself with that iron necessity. You know, you can laugh at people who are swallowing scorpions now because you don't feel that way anymore. You know, you're not chasing down That, at least not that sublimation, at least not that repression, you know, you're not beholden to that dream anymore. Right. Someone else might, you know, other people are, but you're not.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of like the thing with, uh, because, you know, if you are this sort of like Jesus figure, Buddha figure, and you're saying all these things, um, you might change your mind on them later. And then all these people are still, you know, writing all these notes down. They're like, but you said this, you said that like oh yeah it's what's inevitable people people
2: stick around long enough they're going to contradict themselves it's just that it happens Uh, well
1: that's uh, that's like my problem when people are you know they'll say like oh the president lied about this president lied about that you know trump lied about this obama lied about this well remember emerson and then i'm just thinking well um did you ever consider maybe they just changed their mind crackhead (laughs) like
2: well emerson's right a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds
1: yeah, exactly.
2: So, um, <laughs>
1: uh, i um, so you say somewhere down here in the notes, you're like, uh, let's see. All right. Generally, people are given two options, if that, but two options is not a choice,
2: it's coercion,
1: right? So, so like when you, uh, right, but because, people... because
2: it feels good, it's part of the story, yeah. It at least, feel it feels good. It's like, it's like better than, you know, it's like, why? Because it has to be that way. Well, that answer is not good enough. Just like, I don't know, isn't good enough. And there's a whole problem. You know, when you start asking questions and start unraveling threads, it's like, well, follow that through, see where it goes. You know, and it's most extreme. You go like, oh, the self isn't even real. You know, it's like, did the Buddha have to go that far? No, he was kind of an asshole. But, you know, Nietzsche, Nietzsche came to the same conclusion, you know, 2,500 years later, and he expressed a similar sentiment and it was just. And it really is out of the Western canon, you know, pretty far removed to uh, by most means in terms of our philosophy and our like the physiology that created in our people over time, you know, that what I think of as a a, culturally speaking, a philosophical timeline. You know, the shared culture of a people as it grows and changes over time, you know, whether it matures and bears fruit or just decays mainly or, you know, like us, we just kind of go in circles over here. Time is a flat circle for us. Yeah, that's let's, a uh, let's
1: read this little thing you got uh, from the Alcoholics. Hi, Big Alcoholics Anonymous.
2: Oh, it's pretty good, huh? Uh, check it out. Um, we go, yeah, go for it.
1: Take a look at the results normal people get or normal people are getting from self-sufficiency. Everywhere we see people filled with anger and fear, society breaking up into warring fragments. Each fragment says to the other, We are right and you're wrong. Every such pressure group, if it is strong enough, self-righteously imposes its will upon the rest. And everywhere, the same thing is being done on an individual basis. The sum of all this mighty effort is less peace and less brotherhood than before. The philosophy of self-sufficiency is not paying off. Plainly enough, it is a bone-crushing juggernaut whose final achievement is ruin.
2: Yeah, and remember, it's coming from alcoholics, so I guess take it with a grain of salt. Um, and <laughs> they classify themselves as distinct by saying, you know, look at the normal people. <laughs> so yeah. you, know, you got to take these considerations, but at the same time, um, it's uh, you know, it's like it's one interpretation. And, I've, and look, I've heard like modern, you know, everyone from conservatives, the liberals, the neoconservative, neoliberals, you know, say, you know, liberalism has failed. You know, this, uh, this self-sufficiency has failed, self-reliance has failed, things, all those things you know um but i think they have it backwards you know by definition if it's warring factions under the guise of some semblance of civility or progressivism politics war by other means you know the same same old stories really right this is what i said earlier of like we actually don't have any new ideas right it's you think in thousands of years we would come up with some New, bigger organizing principles. You know, it's actually very hard to do, it Mm -hmm. turns out. Same old stories, remakes and rebuilds, right? But again, if it's warring factions, by definition, it isn't self-reliance. It's where it's herd think, it's group think, it's the same old conformity. And you see this in the same sentiment from you know, the, all the tiredness and the decadence and the disappointment, the resentment and the confusion that comes out of modern liberalism, you know, and in modern conservatism too. You know, you would think disillusionment would make people happy, but instead it usually it often destroys their conception of themselves in the world. You know, they'd rather cling to the fiction, you know, than yeah. be honest. And, yeah. you know, it's like you told me before, uh, modern conservatism is, is like you said, it's I think something like, nothing more than the liberalism of the past. And, you know, and I, I, you know, and to my mind, it's like, oh, that's perfect. It's like, they're trying to catch every, yeah. you know, the, for years now, they've been trying to catch everything that progressives have been throwing away. And, uh, you know, and, and yeah. you know, making them the de facto liberals. Yeah. Yet, you know, the, and then the, their, their issue all along was that it's like, well, they didn't see where the attacks were coming from. They didn't see where the changes were coming from and they didn't know how to deal with it. And part of that is because they don't understand their own value systems, let alone other well, value
1: systems. It's like, oh yeah, it, well, it's like the liberal- like We're not like, actually
2: conscious of these things. People actually, yeah. like, because we didn't evolve to be conscious of these things. You know, the, the kind of bedrock that undergirds our, 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 our both our metaphorical structures yeah. in our minds, as well as the actual physical structures before us. And, you know, the symbology yeah. therein, because it's endless, right? We got statues and paintings and pictures and art just covering the earth. You know, and then into the degrees that, you know, satellites, you know, circling the earth, that that's another form of expression. And, you know, that's yeah. communication.
1: Yeah. And well, so I wanted to say that, like, the, so the liberals kind of like in their house, they're like throwing shit away. You know, they're like throwing stuff behind their back. And then the conservatives like, wait, dude, uh, you're throwing this away. You're throwing that. Away? No, dude, you can't throw all that shit away. That, yeah. uh, like, we got to keep that shit. What are you doing?
2: Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it's a question of if, because if you are throwing, it, it's like, you actually have to question that, okay, uh, given our repressive nature, you know, what's changing here? You know, what are the old anchors? What are the new ones? What are yeah. the new, what's the old sublimation? What's the new one, right? It was the old story. Yeah. What's the new one? Yep. And then the liberals
1: like, well, we got to, uh, we got to get new shit. It's for your own good. Well, and then the conservatives like, well, we got to keep the old shit. We got to keep this tracks. It's for your own good. Right
2: right and you can um, almost see it like it's like a primordial it's like dionysus gone drunk with power like going overboard yeah. and like apollo's like no 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 like don't throw out my liar right like don't throw out like throwing away. you like at this point you're gonna throw away your own wine cup dionysus right like rein it in yeah because i would say it's you know it, i would say that you know it's part of a lack of self-reliance it's not just having a dysfunctional relationship with art if you remember Specifically, I mean, if you remember Bukowski's poem, we read uh, The Genius of the Crowd, where he says, you know, if, you know, not understanding art, not being able to understand art, you know, the genius of the crowd is that not being able to create it themselves, you know, they'll, uh, they'll consider their, their failures as creators as failures of the world and of you, you know, and then their level, you know, and their hatred will be perfect and, you know, perfectly, it's perfectly average, it's perfectly mediocre, that's the spookiest thing about it, right? If, If we're talking about the ugly truth the spook one of the spookiest things about it is that is it the mediocre and the average is the most common and what that spells out uh, what does that spell out uh you know just eternal recurrence turn to the mean it's like what is the norm is it is it peace or is it warfare it's yeah. like no it's it's a constant evolutionary arms race and that's the whole thing about the docility and domestication forces of christianity through both you know, old school Catholicism to the modern day and secular politics uh, from European liberalism to American liberalism, that expression, uh, you know, has been to resent and fear and mistrust power and to hate it and yet to yearn for it, but only be allowed to do it in a very sublimated and passive aggressive way. You know, it's, it's channel. it was cha- the channeling, the way the church channeled people's impulses and thoughts and feelings you know is no different than how the modern political and marketing systems work yeah. like that that larger mass force the nature of a mass force you could say that hasn't changed that is an organizing fact of our existence that's still here and with certain technologies we risk going down like you know some black hole upon which like you can imagine a scenario a scenario in which we might not return at least not in any recognizable way in terms of if we are throwing things away we actually don't know we aren't guaranteed that things are going to work out the way we want it whether we think they will or not you know but the back to the point um you know bringing up this notion that oh, like self reliance has failed or you know self-sufficiency fails and it's like no it's doing just it's just just well it's like You know, because if like, you know, we invent, we wind up inventing new terms in boogeyman. You know, I could think of like for like the term neoliberalism, which is like in political terms is a propaganda term, but it's again, mostly a grease trap to sublimate the failures of liberalism. So neoliberalism becomes a scapegoat. It's the boogeyman, uh, the, you know, the, the, the thing standing in the way, the target of the evil eye, you know, self-reliance has failed. No self-reliance and those who self rely are doing fine. The conformist independence are the ones who are upset now because they're perpetually upset. Yes. That's, that's the nature of the average. Human beings have been, exp- you know, they've been expressing their perpetual upset for millennia now. Yes. And I think in terms of great thinkers, it's like, well, the difference in them and, and the average is that they articulate whole new ways of going You know, like, welcome to my nightmare. And I, I, that's actually one of the most common sentiments. I think it's like, like Nietzsche in comparison is hilarious both the way he the way he points points at what is a nightmare Mm -hmm. yet also is able to retain his humor and his sense of self therein.
1: yeah like welcome to my you're like welcome to the club welcome to my world
2: you know yeah Uh, and like i said he 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 welcomes you to understand it yeah yeah and well so so like
1: the thing is when people say oh like self-sufficiency failed well
2: those people weren't being self-sufficient right
1: <laughs> uh, or it like, could
2: be it could be you know obviously it could be more complicated than that but yeah it's yeah. i'd say it's that it's not that you know any of these things fail it's that it's never it's kind of been a myth anyway the men who yeah. come into consciousness, consciousness here Have only ever had so many ways of expressing or relating their thoughts, articulating themselves. You know, many such men, like I've mentioned, they wake up, they see how bad it is. Apparently, it's so bad, they must learn new ways of articulating and impressing, new ways of expressing and mapping it out to show you just what the problem is. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, everyone else is going, la de da, like we got these things figured out. And someone else is like, whoa, 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 wait, this isn't the full amount. You know, you guys haven't done the measurements, you haven't, you haven't, you know, checked the scales you know, what are we actually dealing in here? Mm -hmm. You know, then the difference again, between myth and say Emerson or a Nietzsche is that they embodied it and they backed it up and they, they showed you their work. And it's, you know, you like, again, there's certain things that just can't be lied about. And I think about the work they did. And it's like, if you look in the new Testament, you know, I think Christ has a few thousand words in total, you know, his parables, his philosophy, his religion, you know, you compare that to the writing of just like the essay self-reliance alone is maybe more, you know, I want to say more than that. And, or uh, the book genealogy of morals, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of words, many pages, you know, or, you know, and then even the work, let's say Socrates did in his time, you know, it's like all the work everyone's had to do since then to, you know, to try and discern, you know, what's actually there. Yeah.
1: Well, so to give uh, some of these people some credit, you know, they weren't, really like the thinkers weren't really writing themselves a whole lot back then it was mainly like scribes that would write for them right
2: so right like, and it was also in and, and again and they were like well i mean i think we mentioned before right that a lot of times you know individualist thinkers or people in general it's like yes yeah, sometimes they do exist more in a relationship of what's <clears throat> closer to stockholm syndrome or uh yeah. a, a, a hostage like even like copernicus right or you know um you know, and in a lot of places to this day, it's like, yeah, that system is still in place. You have scribes yeah. and middlemen who are usually just actually informants or, you know, representatives for another power, making sure that this potentially dangerous person, you know, depending what their craft is, yeah. you know, doesn't speak out too much or do something or say something, you know, or upset people yes. or upset the natural, the, the order as it's been established. Yeah. So, and I guess this is where we do get to a point where, you know, liberalism does fall down flat you know, the the former ideals towards a more unified and privileged, like, you know, working class proletariat to usher in the forward to the next step in our evolution, like a great society, you know, trying to save all the poor and stupid and weak, you know, all these things that, you know, the great utilitarian project, the great Christian project, the project, the great civilizing project, you know, I'm thinking Manifest Destiny, the original one, and this current 2.0 that's kind of going on right now. <laughs> and when I say Manifest Destiny, I just mean like this is our vision. And we're dragging you along with it, whether you agree or not. Yeah. Like that's what I that's what I think of when I think of like kind of the modern pushy American liberal. Um yeah, you know the the, the biggest problem is that uh that... I mean the ideals have been have had time to prove that they don't work, is what I mean. Yeah. Is like over time it's failed. You know, over time, you know, the systems haven't borne out for the way our technology the, the the advancements or circular movements of our technological advanced society. Yeah.
1: Well, it's not just like their beliefs, right? It's not just like, oh yeah, I believe this should happen because of this. Uh, it, it, it's that they push it onto other people. They think you should believe this too, you know. Right, uh, you have to believe this, you know. Thou art, thou art.
2: All right, right. That's 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 the new injunction. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, to bring back that, uh, that 1984. I mean, we've had years, mind, yeah. And,
2: right? so, yeah, and we've had years of just improving people along these lines, you know, more, better. Because uh, Nietzsche's got a lot to say about it, the criticism of how the old Europeans used to do it. And by contrast, how Americans do it. You know, now it's never before. Uh, you know, that we, we, we figured out how to generate wealth and how to create more of it and more, bigger, yeah. better, right? Like, But we that's it's just kind of blindly and dumbly just doing that. You know, to yeah. add infinitum, right? Ad nauseum, you know, until yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, it actually, you know, no, there's actually not a plan yeah. or a vision, and there, it's not, it's not, it hasn't taken us, taken us to those suppositions that this is going to be the advanced society or this is going to be the evolved society. It doesn't mean people haven't learned something. It doesn't mean we haven't, uh, you know, uh, dis- discerned new science and new understanding. Yeah, but
1: at one point because people want to stop learning, right?
2: Well, I mean, um, but that's all, I mean, that stuff is contingent upon the rest. Because if the rest is too unstable, then you know, stuff like science becomes a luxury. You know.
1: You know, in high school, uh, in Spanish class, I once told this this girl that I didn't believe in God. Right? She told me, "What? You don't believe in God? Well, then, well, how could you not believe in God? Your life must be meaningless. Life would be meaningless without God." And I was like, um, no. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, Yes. Well, sometimes like, why notes... would life be meaningless without God. What are you talking about? Like, how could, like, like, why would God, why would God make life any more meaning, meaningful or meaningless if there was a God? Uh, that's like the question that I want to know. Um, because it, because it would still be just as worthless as however you make it. So, what do um, you mean?"
2: What? What do you mean just as worthless however you make it? So Oh, you mean you mean you mean if that's your if that's your reasoning or that's your logic?
1: With or without God, life can still be completely
2: meaningless. So uh oh well, I mean it's it's not gonna save you, it's not gonna stop yeah. any it's not gonna change anything. I guess, you know, again, I think I think uh, again back to our old methodologies, yeah. it's it, you know, it, it naturally it seemed to me it naturally evolved to kind of to sublimate that psychodrama of the evolution of what we came to call a self in the first place. Yeah. You know, like, um, it, it had that role in there and it affected and, 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 its effect is a physiological one. It's called actually maybe, wait, wait, it's cause and effect. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say it's physiological to the degree that as far as we can tell, you know, external stimuli, motivated internal machinations or mutations, right. Uh, Whatever that interplay is, right? We're not we're 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 looking at the larger picture of the science, not necessarily concerning ourselves with oh, we need to make we need to prove or make explicitly clear. It's just understanding these forces at work, right? Yeah. And, uh, and in animals, uh, and in and in uh, our biology.
1: The thing is, people want a God, they want some ideal. to be Oh, they. Yeah,
2: I by. think I think life is otherwise, again, they need the psychodrama, life is otherwise too boring. And again, it's like, it's like, okay, so why? I think, you know, question like the heaviest burden, it's, it's it, that question only matters in the context of the death of God, right? It only matters because the notion is if you have no roots, no anchor, no, no sublimation, that's good enough for you now you know, what and purpose is your life? This goes back to yeah. like, this is what you couldn't understand. I guess with that, when that chick asked you that question, you, it was foreign to you because your mind was so wholly rooted in this other mindset where God's not even a question, you know, or an afterthought. And it's like, you know, I guess, you know, I, I, like thankfully Nietzsche didn't spend his time, you know, making those arguments and, and doing that because I think it would have been a waste of his time. Right. Like he had, he had more important things. Like that's like, that's just the bare bones beginning, you know? Yeah, like the, it, the, because because the loss or death of something else, it's like, well, OK, then what comes rushes in to fill the void, you know, because nat- nature does, in fact, abhor a vacuum, right? Like nowhere in nature do you find vacuum. Yeah. It's you know, I mean, not to the degree that it's it's filled and regulated by other forces. I guess, actually, you could say all of space is a vacuum. And that's a very human perspective to say nature abhors a vacuum. It looks like nature is all vacuum. Except where pressurized systems can exist within the face of it, at least as far as we can observe, to a point.
1: Well, don't don't start asking about black holes and shit stuff, right? There's like it seems that way. Energy,
2: the transformation of energy. Yeah, like is that it's it it seems that energy's nature to you know if we boil down Nietzsche in some the most simplistic or elemental terms we can, it's like yeah, energy coalesces to be expelled. Yes. You know, force, force, force accumulates. Force, um you know, explodes.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just what, like, all
2: energy is,
1: is, like, this will to continue consuming, this will to continue reacting, this will to continue going, right? Right. That's all it does. It just keeps transforming and articulating itself wherever it can, however it can, right? Right. And that's kind of what we are as living organisms. We're this uh, coalition, this uh, conglomerate of forces and energy, which you're able to see and hear and touch and scream and fucking love. And
2: you see that that conglomeration abhors death, right? It's definitely the mortal fear that drives us crazy and makes us really stupid. Um, You know, it's often in that, that, you know, people find their death, right? Through their excessive fear, through their worries, through their stress.
1: Like, oh God, one day I'm going to stop consuming. Like, fuck you know like i'm gonna stop like, right. being you know, this
2: conglomerate, right and in the light of all this talk you know it's easy to think like oh these are depressing ideas or topics but you know yeah. and, and it's <clears throat> and it is that dreariness it is that aware awareness that does have like modern liberalism and modern you know western thought and philosophy like sagging and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you could say hate and nihilism to go around you know and, and to me that's like that stuff is as christian as ever you know, despite yeah. um, despite the distinctions between not just you could say political parties and religion. But also the way they've affected each other and how the political parties differ because you know a a conservative is not the same as a right-wing extremist is not the same as any number of other, other political propaganda terms is not yet it's still not the same as a socialist a communist or whatever you know because it's like okay you know pick your poison and you know this is your artistic vision but to the degrees that collectivists are trying to share a vision it's like well that's never going to line up because if everyone says you know, if everyone's got a different piece of the puzzle, you know, good luck putting that together, you know, when there's millions of you, like it only exists as an artistic vision, as a project upon which to work. It's like the moment you actually achieve it, that would be a problem, you know, but also, you know, and it's not that utilitarian society is wrong. It's that it's understanding that it's nothing to be excited about because it actually speaks to our failures. You know, I think of when I think of failures, I think of like the need of science, like psychology itself, you know, the the dark star of decay and decadence that birthed it, you know, why did we even have to begin to consider these things at all, even the dissection of uh, our mythologies over time, you know, why did we have to do that, It's like because we didn't understand and we wanted to understand, and then we understood and then it was almost too much to bear. Yeah. And you see some people do lose their minds it's for some people it really is modern life is a gear grinding mentally ill process because i'll say it's not just like i said it's not just a dysfunctional relationship with art whether they're conservative which i guess we boiled it down to elemental uh, forces you could say temperament conservative or liberal you know one's more Dionysian, one's more of apollinean yeah uh,
1: um so you say down here somewhere yeah, uh, saying that you don't have to understand how a tool works to understand how to use it or. Yes, you can
2: to. use, you can use a drill without knowing how to build one, right? You can okay. use you. There's a lot of things you can do without knowing, you know, and I just think, I think it's a, it's a, it's an angle to think about, you know, just how we operate in the world. Yeah. You know, lots it's, of it's people use and abuse tools.
1: Right. It's specialized you know you uh people get a hammer and they start thinking everything's a. oh hammer. yes right
2: yes so i yes. get a gun
1: everything becomes a target or you know whatever right whatever it is you know i get a phone everyone becomes my friend somehow right <laughs> or, my enemy, <laughs> yeah, or my enemy yeah yeah right so uh So I mean that's kind of how it is, you know. We like we have a brain. We like all of a sudden we think we can think about anything, and that we know everything about it about about anything because we have a brain. That's kind of where it all starts, right?
2: Oh, right, right, right. Human arrogance. I mean, there is something to a will to stupidity. Again, like, and you can think of any great thinker. You know, not not a scholar, not an intellectual. Great thinkers, right? That what they had to do to hit escape velocity from. You know, whatever the constraints were of their place and time, you know, for a lot of people who suffered a lot over time, you know, whether it was the church or some other, you know, uh, again, always fundamentally conformist uh, uh, forces, virtues and values, because that's what we are. Again, self-reliance, it's, you know, if people are disappointed. It's like, well, because sorry, you, you know, you believe, again, it's a bit like Santa Claus. Um, it's like, no, some, some, some men are that strong. And others, you know, it's like, well, it looks like they're going to suffer.
1: Yeah,
2: right. There's always been the suffering masses. That's always that's always been, you could say, one of many problems of existence. You know, then the worst case for uh, a bad thing for a nation to have is a large mass of suffering people, especially a large mass of angry suffering people. Yeah. You know, uh, people seek their revenge for good reason.
1: But but the people in power, they want uh, large masses of angry, suffering people. Not only that, they want them to be angry at each other right what's well, like, year year yeah. like dealing with two-year-olds
2: it's like dealing with two-year-olds or they're for for how cranky they are they're easy to control there's yeah. two-year-olds you know it's it's a, a it's it's a dis, you know into the degrees that they have those mood swings it's like okay well look they're they're you know like any other animal you know they have a, a you could say a optimal physiology or homeostasis and sometimes that gets out of whack and then you know it's kind of easy you can get it back in the line with you know not saying treat, treat your children like little robots. I'm saying, you know, um, it's just understanding human, uh, the the way we kind of operate.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's, but I mean, you know, it's, and you know, you could say that's, that's a, a, a beneficial thing, you know, that you don't have to understand how it works, but then if you don't understand how it works, it also tells me that something's missing, you know, and then someone else who doesn't see that lack would say, why doesn't it matter?
1: Yeah. And, uh, and
2: it's like and it's like oh no 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 every every last trivial detail here matters like we're we're leaving no no stone left and turned
1: Yep. yeah and well it's like you say you know it's uh or like it's it's like we've been saying that children and slaves they get stuck on these absolutes they get stuck on these ideologies they get enslaved and and it's not just that they get enslaved, like they're forced into slavery, but they want to be enslaved. They want to have. Well, it's a good guideline.
2: On. Yeah. Right. And look, and look, and, and honesty is we don't we don't know any other like, you know, even if you gave your kid, a, you give your we give our kids moral educations you know, rooted in religion or otherwise, just because like we have no we like no one actually has a better way to kind of bring them in line with societal ideals. Yeah. They're just there. Right. It's like usually you learn it in school. Uh, and then often, you know, historically speaking, it used to be more common, you know, that it was all very religious, much more religious, you know, for most of history. Yeah. Only recently have things become very secularized and liberalized and, you know, for most of time and space, you know, or yeah. as far as human existence is concerned, you know, very few people had that privilege and that power of being an authority figure you know, and everyone else had to subligate that that was the psychodrama is the priest yeah. was the gatekeeper, you know, and, and I guess that's the, the long held Apollinian understanding is that, you know, you can't just give it to the dogs. Like it's it's going to go it's going to go to shit. Right. And that that's yeah. why people have gatekept for a long time. But then again, too, too much, too much rigidity uh, rigidity within that artistic vision of that society. Again, you see, that's another way, you know, it's just it's a very I guess the human ecosystem is, I think even though we, you know, we, we've survived thus far, it's like in terms of uh, optimal, um, what we tend to view, I guess you could say as the human optimal, it's like, it's actually very delicate. You know, it's easily disrupted. It's easy to take for granted.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all easy to take for granted, really. Uh, Everything just like just existing is easy to take for granted. Um, and I think that's part of the suffering. Like, I think uh, in a large part, people feel entitled to exist. People feel entitled to live. People feel entitled to survive. Um, feel oh, right. No, and it, it makes they sense. Should it's, survive. They should live.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's, I think that's a fundamental, at least in, in that, in its most bare bones incarnation. It's a, it's a healthy impulse, right? You know, yeah, yeah this, this forever, me forevermore, yeah. right? Like it's, it's actually offensive, right? The, the thought of not existing. Most people are horrified by it, traumatized by it even, you know, or, you know, it's so frightening that they can barely bring it into consciousness. Yeah.
1: But so, like, speaking of being, like, entitled to something, like speaking of having privilege, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about conformity, right? Let's talk about the, the privilege of conformity.
2: Right. There's uh, no greater privilege.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. It's like, oh, so... You're part of the majority of thought and being, and you agree with the majority, and the majority generally agree and believe is you. And it's like, you could question, is this happenstance? You know, in which case you would say, well, that's convenient, you know, that your philosophy, your ethics, your morality, and the capital T truth, let's say, you know, whether, you know, obviously, uh, this is an absurd example. But if all those things happen to line up, and they're all the same thing, you know, and it happens to be the good thing, or the right thing, the just thing, and the greater good thing, you know, and it's not biased. And it's objective truth, you know, and there's few or little to no errors or follies and no lies, you know. It's like you've discovered the natural law of the universe. It's as if you've discovered the thing in and of itself. It's as if you've yeah. invented a new god. You figured everything out, you know. And this is conformity, you know. And it caught. Co- and then I could ask further, you know. It costs you. It costs you little and gives you most everything. Because I'm not going to say it costs you nothing. Because it actually does cost. It's just a question, again, do people realize the cost? And, you know, I guess if they're willing to pay the price, doesn't matter whether they understand the cost. It's like you pay the price regardless. Uh, that's actually in the manual. If the manual, if a manual to life existed, that would or should be in there, right? That you'll pay the cost regardless if you're aware of the price. Uh,
1: well, they'll ask you, they'll ask you, hey, what, so what are you doing? Uh, so what should we do what should we do then you'd be like um uh, looks like everyone's doing that right so let's do that Um, right well low um, risk low reward it's easy and especially easy social like say if you're dancing like you're in a group dance and you're like um just just do what everyone else is doing right and that's what everyone's doing these days They're, they're in a dance you know there's there's uh there's these people doing the tango there's these people doing the tarantula
2: right so right well it's safe and again within 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 conformity you know you find your validation you find your recognition you find the approval of others and it's at the cost of you know it's at the price of uh your the the, the creation of your your persona you know that that you know that both like guy guys like young uh young and Gurdjieff and a few other you know heavy more heavy duty thinkers or I, I tend to think of as greater thinkers at the very least um you know, when they say the persona is just a complete fabrication, you know, they like, it's just, just this, it's back to the question of who's manipulating who it's like, well, this is just this, it's, it's a part of you. That's a liar. It's a part of you. That's a coward. It's a, it's, it's a manifestation of you that is lesser than you because you actually created it to appease the people around you. You know, it's a, we don't, we don't think about Civility and politeness in terms like this, and I guess you could, you could, in certain circumstances, it could seem really gross or even psychotic. But you understand what I'm saying, yes? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Right? You know, and again, and again, like, right? Uh, if you got the capital T truth and no errors or folly there, you know, it's like this is the privilege of conformity. Is the it's the utmost privilege that's ever been? You know, because that as social animals, that's that's front and center in our very being, our whole like. The, the level of our neuroticism is mitigated by that, right? Like our well, our well-being, our stress levels are mitigated by that. And if you live, if if in your mind and in your life you feel and live and act as if a slave, or as if a uh, you know a victim of a, a torture chamber of this earth, you know it takes its toll physiologically. You know, and it's it's uh, it's that it's a, I think it's the the body's like the the, what what was generated over time in the feedback loop with the environment, you know, it's like, well, you know, our study, like our, our our best prime, like I think our best primatologists are are better and more important than any of our psychologists in human history. And I mean that. Yeah. Our understanding of how, how stress works in social animals, how, how this affects us more than anything we consciously or unconsciously say.
1: Well, it's also because when you're a primatologist, you're, you're stepping out of, like looking at context you're not looking at uh you know like all the little social paradigms or all the beliefs that you yourself are caught on you're just looking at
2: but but, but, yeah but communication amongst social animals is huge you know like with us it's not just uh you know with them too it's verbal and it's non-verbal yeah you know and then and then you throw in another element and with us it's also the non-existent aka the lie or the fiction yeah so it's like we add a level of abstraction. like we invented stuff that's just not there yeah. Like in our communication, it's like, that's pretty far out. Like it doesn't feel that way that it's not there, but it isn't, you know?
1: Yeah. They I mean, it's, it's, it's,
2: yeah, and it's quite the art that our physiology evolved in step with that art of, let's say like a God and a religion, and it can make you feel really high and it can make you feel really low. You know, all the feelings and emotions associated with the religious feeling and the religious impulse.
1: Well, it's like even because, uh, like at the end of the day, you know, all like all our myth, all like all words, all sentences, all paragraphs, like everything, all stories are all just made up, right? They're just kind of uh, these fictitious things. I mean, they're just sounds. Well, yeah, and or a way to spend your time. In your brain.
2: Or a w- way to spend your time, you know, what, yeah. what else are you going to do here? You know, a lot of, a lot of, it's a question of, you know, is one's work? Because again, one's work is, is often a sublimation of that power or a proxy to power, you know, depending on what you're doing and why. Yeah. You know, and then you could question, you know, back to the notion of, you know, uh, I, I'm going to rewind a minute. You know, we we're talking about, you know, the notion that self-reliance failed and it's like, well, it's again, it's, it's kind of, it's the mythos. And realities were herd creatures. Yeah. And you know, in terms of how this expresses over time, you know, it's fundamental textbook, even uh, it's textbook unconsciousness. You know, it's yet the thing is, if I can ask the if I ask the question, you know, who's manipulating who? The liar or those whose demands necessitated the lie or gave birth to the lie, incidentally, whichever it may have been. Um, you know. The reality would then be, you know, they, they're helpless to each other as they are to themselves, especially yeah. if it's temperamental, right? Especially if it's inborn, more, you know, just naturalistic than anything else, right? It's not something you can consciously change. It's not something you can f- uh, f- uh, just explain away in, in philosophy or ideal or idealizations. You know, it's actually, it's it become in that light, you know, we're talking about a profound limitation. You know, one force is as helpless to prevent its collision with another, as much as the individual therein is helpless to force uh, to the force that he is a small part of, you know, and this is the herd animal man at work. Yeah. And I think to the degrees this is disrupted, you know, it produces mental illness in us. It's a disruption of our kind of, I guess you could say natural game. Yeah. You know, a lot of the psychology of the last, uh, a lot of the thinkers within psychology uh, of the last hundred years kind of recognize that you know that it's just it's easily disrupted, you know, that that our our minds and our societies as these kind of ecosystems that it doesn't take much to actually destabilize them.
1: No, it doesn't. You know, just Um, like an
2: immune system or hell, even just like I think of like the human mind, like it's like you can experience, you know, mundane human consciousness. And then I can give you like I could, I could like put some mushrooms in your coffee, you know, and then like, let's say like I hit a heroic dose of mushrooms in your brownie. And now I just changed your mind and your physiology, you know, and especially if you have never done it in a way that you previously didn't know was possible or might've thought even impossible. And it's like, well, what does that say of our thoughts then? You know, if it's so, if, if an invisible amount, if an almost non-existent amount of a tiny substance can vastly change our minds and our bodies and how we feel about things, know what's it say of any notion of like oh this in perpetuity the mind is eternal or i am permanent or i am you know whatever it is that we think we are you know the stories we tell ourselves
1: yeah and you're well like you're uh i mean this is kind of plato's allegory of the cave right i mean you like people can be staring at all these shout shadows against the wall their entire lives, and you bring them outside to see the sunshine and holy shit their lives have changed forever um it's like like what the hell and they can choose from then on there uh do tell i want to go back to t- 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 keep t- going
2: give them give them some mushroom sunshine
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, well it goes further with that and uh with with so many other things you know you can tell someone who's never been fishing in their entire lives you say hey man you want to go fishing today Right. And, they, and you bring them along, they've thrown their line, they catch a fish, and like, oh God, their whole life has changed from then on
2: there. Um, right. It can be as simple as well, that. Right. And then, whether, you know, the, yeah, the, the changes, they could be lightning bolt moments, could be slow education over time, you know, that coupled with heartache and disillusionment seems to me to be the most productive and most, you know, what would the process that, you know, with the right amount of friction and challenge, you know, will yield you know, fruits to the individual because I hope you see the, you know, the how and why of self-reliance now, you know, this, um, you know, okay, I guess it's like this again, back to the warring factions, you know, if we aren't so readily or simply the things we say we are in this political theater, if we aren't so as polite and as civilized and as free and as wonderful as we think we are, you know, and that we easily render ourselves sick, you know, to ourselves and to each other. You know, and it comes in in the fact that this can come from your own family, right? That pathology finds its most common activity, like in its most common place, like in the human home, right? It's not, it actually doesn't come from with like, you have, you know, physical illness, another illness, virus, and yada, yada. But like in terms of abuse and damage is like, the you know, some of the most common just happens at home. Right. So it doesn't even need to be an enemy or a hostile force or an invading force. You know, your own people, your own family, your own culture can make you sick. And again, this is the importance of self-reliance. You know, someone once said it's no measure of health to adjust yourself to a sick society. Well, that can, is, but also, say, they're usually welcome the ones to America.
1: They're also the one that you're most likely to get sick from and that's yes. in like the, the Oh of course in the, the yeah sense, right?
2: in the literal sense yeah. I, I, yeah I it's it's great when the kind of abstract finds its uh kind of mirror or corollary in the physical like i think I, I think a lot of within the context of Nietzsche's philosophy i think part of why he's so brilliant is that it's all there like as far as i can tell it's all there right it maps onto biology It maps onto psychology you know the will to power and what it represents as i guess better than whim right as an abstract or or a ab- further abstracted conception and articulation of what is just you know same thing it's always been animal expression you know will to power makes absolute sense
1: yeah so um so what is
2: and remember weakness is the precondition for disease yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is. And 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 it's also, it's also who the predators know who to target. So back to the problem with the pathological family is it's the double whammy, right? That the kid doesn't want to, or that, you know, what happens to the kid is that he's abused. And not only does his life, not only does he suffer the detriments in the long, like the short and the long-term ramifications of that, but he also might be someone else's lunch now as a result. Right. Cause someone else comes along and like, next thing you know, well, well, he was a good kid. Well, how do you wind up in the Manson family? Well, his parents, they were crazy, you know, who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh, that, well, it's like good kid, mad city, right? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we're born into this world, and eventually, there's all these outside forces that kind of push us this way or that, and it's it's up to you to stand up to those forces and be your own force, right? Be your own force of
2: destiny. Right. Oh, and now we're and we're getting back to your question again, right? We've come full circle. Of uh, you know, you said, what are we bearing out here? And I and I could tell you, you know, the results don't lie. That, you know, whether you fancy yourself independent and liberty minded or not, you know, in fact just the way we are, most people are, in fact, conformist and dependence. Yeah. And, you know, I can ask, you know, when someone addresses you, uh, demands an answer of you, do you look within or do you look to those around you? Do you follow their verbal and their nonverbal cues to appease them? And, you know, whether it's marketing or sales or art or politics or religion, that whole consciousness of the need to lie, of the need to hide, of to yeah. to spin certain circuitous webs, you know, like all these games, you know. Yeah. It's like all these social games, the need and the purpose manifest therein you know, it capitalizes on it, not just our self-consciousness, but our ex- excessive self-consciousness, you know, and this could be from simple desire to narcissism. And then you can find, you can see, seek relief in these things and things like religion or political activism. And, you know, and, and then these, these very same systems also capitalize by further traumatizing and making tragic our self-consciousness. You know, it's like the worse a preacher or a religion or a political party can make out people and our existence, like it seems like the more horrible and stupid solution people will accept. Right. Like the worse I can paint existence, the better I can sell you. Right. Because if I'm if I'm letting you see a reflection of you in me in this picture I'm painting, you know, there, there it is. You find a reflection therein, you find a validation therein. And if you're mostly just afraid, and if your physiology, if your physiology is that of feeling mostly weak and afraid, you know, maybe you find solace in me. And I and this is just speaking fundamentally on how, you know, I guess you could say whether it's a cult leader or someone else, like these this is what they're praying off of.
1: And I find solace in speaking and acting in the way that I
2: believe that you want me to speak and act. Right. And then and then and then I guess. It's easy to take for granted now, but I'm thinking, man, you know, what? it's actually really easy for people to get mixed up in that, it, you know, because the tendency is to want to judge them. But again, if they're helpless to it themselves and to each other, it's like, man, it's like being lost. With, it's like a dream within a dream at that point, because yeah. it's like, OK, not only do you know who you don't know who and what you are, but you're lost in someone else, someone else's vision or, or appeasing or attaining to someone else's vision of who or what you should be. Like yeah. it just it becomes real blurry to me real quick, and I guess i've i've been I've been a certain way so long that it's it's hard, you know. I, I've been me for so long that it's hard to imagine otherwise, you know. I guess is what I'm saying, but um, I can I, I now that I'm thinking about it, it's like oh yeah, um,
1: when people don't want to be swept up into that, way what's manipulative thinking, right? Um, Which way of of acting, how they think others want them to act right it's it, it's a horrible way of going about your life
2: well it's com- in it, it, well it's comfortable right yeah right i remember you had some you shared some thoughts with me along those lines
1: yeah yep it's it's comfortable to be that way it's uh it's non-risky um and, and it's easy and it's lazy most importantly it's lazy um right it's not out of fear it's not out of uh, Uh, some weird like need to relate to other people it's just because you're you're lazy you don't want to put in the effort to uh to be yourself or to be honest with yourself or to assert yourself in a certain way
2: right um yeah you know no matter where you go laziness it's 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 what do you call it our probably our our most common and our worst trait you know um yeah
0: Um, so where are we uh,
1: so, uh, well I mean like this it, is it, it's 6 11 p.m pacific time so um, let's kind of get into like uh, so like what is a liar right um, and you say oh, it's, right, right. it's a resentful slave or at least it's a it's a slave in favor of self-preservation
2: right well he definitely doesn't want to be seen Right. Yeah. Oh, if you see me, if you see me and you know what I'm thinking, you're going to want to put me down or you're going to want to hurt me. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a profound um, that's a profound understanding and feeling. And it's a really messed up game to play, you know, yeah. and if you actually think about it. Right. The kind of the the kind of pressure that is put on people. Um. But again, it's it's been in our nature a long time. Yes. And I guess people think they can game the social animal systems and manipulate them. Uh, but it gets hard to tell who's manipulating who, you know, if people's behaviors elicit, like if, if person A and B and C or just person A, it doesn't matter. If people's behaviors elicit and necessitate lies or half-truths, you know, never mind moral judgments for a second here, you know, we're talking just the psychological measures here, yeah. like what is generally repression and covert- coercion. But if someone else's actions seems to necessitate lies or half-truths out of view, then would that be them manipulating you by way of your need to lie, you know, or say yes to appease them when you don't want to, or you can't appease them, no matter the reason, you know? But again, who's influencing who, you know, the liar or those being lied to, yeah. you know? Do you know, you could ask, do you see how they both created and played the game? This is the toxic relationship, you know? At that point, you go, okay, like, does someone, does someone, does someone say, like, time out, like, we need a better game? No, it just becomes, it seems to become just, if that's the way we do business, it becomes a toxic relationship. Yeah. And I think here, I think of the word inflexibility in the same way Emerson uses it in the same way Nietzsche uses it, you know, uh, in the context of inflexibility as a virtue in an era or age gone up its own ass, let's say, you know, where dishonesty is most common, where marketing is common, where, you know, we have, uh, you know, again, I, a wide pool of culture, but a shallow pool of culture. Um, yeah. You know, uh, mistake after mistake. You know, and, and it's and again, full, we've come full circle. The people are, 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 are as absent or as drunk as ever. You know, it's not their fault. It's just the way it's always been. You know, this world has always been said to be on fire. It's not a new, it's not a new thinking. It's not even grandpa thinking. It's ancient thinking. It's ancient understanding. Yeah. So... Well,
1: and, and people have seen... Uh, many worlds be on fire right they've seen the collapse of civilizations over yes. time
2: and, and that, we, we have this that, we have yeah we have the data too
1: and that ptsd it 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 like
2: oh it's on record too.
1: itself through through generations upon generations
2: oh yeah no i think i think i think christianity has produced a lot of mental illness i think a lot of these systems and and ways of thinking and, and namely their physiological effects meaning again like i, I think we're thinking more like or I, at least I am thinking more like, uh, I know you're playing, you're going along with my game here, right? They were thinking more like animals in a zoo. Again, you know, yeah. what happens? Like these these ones can manage a bit better. These are too dumb to know any better. These ones are depressed. You know, these yeah. ones are too intelligent to be here.
1: Yeah. No. Like put,
2: put put someone in a box. It's the worst thing you could do to somebody. Um, and, you know, it's, it's ironic that the most, you know, liberal and that this one really is pretty far out, right? That the most liberal and concern trolling Yet privileged people to ever exist on the planet, the American people, have inadvertently built the world's largest prison system. Yeah. You know, and this isn't my moral judgment. I'm just saying it like, if no one's ever been to jail or prison, like, you don't know, then you have no idea how bad it actually is. You have no idea that it's like that Zaf is right, that it's the worst thing you can do to a human being in terms of trying to punish them or inflict cruelty. Yeah.
1: Well, that's Uh, that's that story I told you about the fawn that got stuck in our backyard, right? It kept, uh, it kept trying to like run itself out, but it kept hitting the fence over and over again. It kept hitting the fence and eventually couldn't figure out how to jump
2: off. off. Oh, geez. yeah, I see. Right. Exactly. Right. Broke off. It
1: was dangling. There's blood gushing down its mouth and it kept running into the fence right. again. And, and that's it...
2: a death in the wild, right? Yeah. Like an animal, a lot of like a deer, like it, it can't survive a lot of certain injuries. And that's, that's when it can't survive.
1: Yeah. Then my dad's just, just yelling, me, Greg, go open the fence, go open the fence. I like run yeah. over the fence. I go open it. And then finally the.
2: Oh, you Should have out shot it. it again. That would have been the merciful thing to do. Yeah, but most merciful in that context. No, I mean it's fine. I'm not. I'm not. You should. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's it's nature at work, right? It's beautiful, yeah. right? People love. People say they love nature, right? It's majestic and intelligent. <laughs> it's Like no, it's also reactive, flighty, and self-destructive. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, my dad did tell me this story. You know, he like hit a deer out of his car, and then he, he called fishing game. And they're like, well, yeah, you can keep it. It's like, well, we're not gonna do anything about it, so it's up to you. Then my dad just like hit it, just passed its skull open with a with a tire rider just to let it it go, you know, just to let it not suffer any longer because it was right. just like sitting there whining, bleeding to death. <laughs> so right. he he just couldn't take it. But
2: yeah, it's hard to it's hard to witness, you know. Yeah. Or it can be at least. So, you know, and within these larger contexts, you know, if you could think of all the, all the animals being stuck in the gate together, bashing their jaws off, you know, yeah. does the utmost reflection and meditation on your self-reliance become clearer? You know, how could you know you yourself when formerly you were a persona playing a game? Are you aware of, you know, I, I asked you before of like your own his, you know, about your own history, you know, cause I do think it's a meditation and a riddle even on, you know, unto us. Yeah. That we don't understand ourselves. And over time, we kind of come to see what we think is ourself or we, again, whether it's a persona or reflection of somebody or something we hope is there, you know, um, who we want it to be, you know, like the ideal self or whatever it is we're aspiring to. Yeah. You know, it's but the, the real question is, again, like, what are the forces they created you? It's a question of how did you evolve? You know, I could say conscious agents can be agents can be trusted, but they're rare. You know, there's been like a handful in all of history. You know, in the meantime, every, we've been playing these games and nature has us locked in step because, again, if we don't have to be conscious for any of it, you know, we can be relative, you know, we can be relatively unconscious through all of it. And, you know, for most of human history, that's just it, right? Asleep at the wheel, no different than now. You know, we pretend to be more sophisticated and we fool ourselves, you know, but the reality is we never evolved, like we didn't evolve to be separate from nature. That's a, that's a luxury of modern delusion, right? That's not primal mythos. That's modern delusion. Mm -hmm. You know, that's our mind. That's the mind being further warped to think in weird terms or, you know, abstractions that don't even suit or matter to us fundamentally, because you we know our
1: nature
2: yeah we're we're animals playing our animal games namely survival and its will to power
1: yeah and it's always going to be that way um yes as long as we have physical bodies as long as we still eat and shit and sleep we're still going to be animals
2: yeah they, it, it animal is a competition game. it's like the evolutionary arm no matter how polite we become like the fact that it's an evolutionary arms race you know it's like you know i, I don't know what do we do at this point do we put like um you know, caution tape around our nuclear missile silos. Like, yeah. how do we relate that, you know, we feel bad and we're sorry or that we're dangerous? You know, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's so much baggage, like collectively speaking and, you know, to find self-reliance in an age where everyone wants to shackle you to that. Cause to me, that's vengeance. So to me, vengeance is chaining you to the past and saying, no, you were destined to be that, Greg. You were destined to be an asshole or a presser or sleep at the wheel or a piece of shit. You know, like that's punishment. That's cruelty to me. You know, that's that's the use and abuse of history. And that's the abuse and abuse of people. You know, that's like political indoctrination and the like. You know, it's a very it's a very dangerous territory. You know, it's been it's it hasn't necessarily been front and center uh, in all our subject matter, but it's always been there kind of secondary and tertiary on the side.
1: And everyone's in that territory. Everyone's getting indoctrinated. Oh yeah, it, it was. It,
2: it was. It's the the like. I put it like this: in modern times, in the West, the personal becoming political. It's like that's basically everyone going okay. Like we're in we're in league with the government now. We're in bed with the government now. Like we're all willing to be narcs and informants. That's what the personal becoming political means. It's yeah. like okay, now now I can weaponize every part of my identity against you or against your identity. Yeah. It's pathological. It's further division. You know, if we were already divided before in our consciousness and our minds, you know, it's like, this is just exacerbating the problem. And, you know, you've told me before, you know, that people want to be lied to. And not only that, but they want to, they want to believe as you know, they, they want to believe in them.
0: Yeah.
2: Even when someone knows they're being lied to, sometimes they choose not to question it or they give up easily you know, and, and in a certain sense, I don't mean the cynically, you know, we have hitherto, you know, called these like these we've called these lies, religion, philosophy, politics. We still do. And we used to, too. Uh, and arts included in there as well. God. Yep. You know, and then, you know, what is the lie? It's like arguably by their own dynamics, uh, you know, the liar back back to the point is the is the perpetual slave. You know, whether it's out of self preservation, whether it's out of fear, laziness, cowardice, it doesn't matter. You know, modern politics, it becomes the philosophy or battleground upon which this manifests. You know, to me, I see it as a product of both Christian, um, like it's not just Christianity and its ongoing existence um, in modern liberalism, it's also the moral value systems behind it all that actually is the framework of the liberal one, both the legal system, the kind of idealistic system, right? The philosophical system, all that stuff. Well,
1: let's make something clear here. It's not, I don't think it's a slave. It's a slave wearing master's clothes, right?
2: The liar. Oh yes, there, there you go. That's a, that's a, that's actually a very important distinction. Uh, and I guess in theory, the liar could adopt anyone's clothes. But in this case, yes, we're thinking, yeah, it's, um, yeah. And then it's a question of what what are the intentions. But again, okay, so why, 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 why would and you know, then you could also question, well, why wouldn't they act that way if if they see their their contemporaries as oppressors or otherwise? You know, what other way do you treat fundamentally what is an enemy? You know? Yeah. And then you go, okay, well, if that is actually the case and that's what modern politics are, then it's like, okay, then this is you know the most passive-aggressive war that has ever been fought then or the most passive-aggressive revolution because enemies on that level necessitates violent revolution right like usually when we speak of tyranny on that level that's what we're actually talking about like in the western tradition at least in france and the u.s
1: yeah like the french revolution the american revolution yes um yeah i mean we're
2: Right. And, and to me, and again, the, the, the liberals would be in this case, like if this is eternal recurrence, then they are the they they've regressed to being the Christian cult in their infancy, you know, and they're fighting back against Rome. They're 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 bringing their vengeance to fruition on Rome uh, and Rome would be the conservatives who are going wait, you know, like you're you're part of us or, you know, we're you can you know, we've allowed you to exist here. And, you know, what's what's the problem? I don't we don't understand. And like I said, it's not they They just didn't they didn't understand either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, I mean, every, everyone's just confused. They're scared and, uh, and they're all just sitting down on death row.
2: Right. They can't Yeah. And they, 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 again, they're, they're, they're both like, they wind up being inadvertent victims and hostage to each other. And like, this is in a sense, this has been some aspects of society and civility over time, you know, uh, And regardless of what anyone thinks or hopes, it's like no one's guaranteed the results, you know, personally, collectively, societally, you know, things can always get worse. That's true. You know? Um, And that's, you know, it almost makes uh, the, I would say it would make the ingratitude of modern Americans more clear. Like it would almost be more clear, you know, when you consider it's the most protected and privileged class of people to ever exist. I think it's important. Like it was an important thing or important note, You mentioned the other day, I think it was something like, what'd you say? You said that, you know, people complain about not having freedom or losing freedom. And yet the reality is in context of human history, we have more than ever before enough that people don't even know what to do with themselves, would rather kill themselves or piss their lives away, you know, in any number of means, you know, I mean,
1: someone like me,
2: um, like an atheist,
1: right? Well, we didn't evolve
2: to handle any of this. It's there's no (laughs) proof anywhere that we did or they or even that we can you know we're gonna yeah. see we're gonna run these we're gonna keep running these experiments because we have no options right
1: yeah i like, mean, I try, mean telling people... someone, try telling someone that god is dead in like year one yeah see you later you're on the crucifix <laughs>
2: yeah yeah for, for very different for, for very similar yet different reasons yeah exactly but you i know. mean
1: people get crucified today i mean not in a not in a physical literal sense but in a like, right. You know. Well,
2: and it's, it's, we, you know, cause again, the it's the, and it's the pretense to self-reliance. It's what I said before. It's a mythos, that notion of, it's funny that we, 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 uh, you know, the notion of the freedom of speech, because it's like, no one actually likes it. People only like it when they can use it uh, in service to their power. And it's like the moment other people can use it. It's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Give it back. Like, no, we don't want you to have it. It's like, you know, and it's like, like art itself, you know, that if it's powerful, then, you know, it's dangerous. Or if you think it's powerful, then you understand it's dangerous. And thinking is 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 very much the same. You know, but it's telling of us and our value system, you know, that if this is the most protected and some of the most protected and privileged class of people to ever exist in the entirety of history, that they're the ones with the highest rates of mental illness, neuroticism, drug addiction. You know, it it is it is the country that produced alcoholics anonymous, you know, perpetual societal unrest, cyclical sickness. And it's not like these things are unique to the Western world or even American. And you know, it'd be another philosophical uh jag to differentiate and and, and work on and, you know to you know that would be a whole nother paper let's say or a whole nother podcast to to go in that direction um you know but this is this is this is what, what i'm saying is that self-reliance is risky conformity has always been the name of the game it's only yeah. recently that we've even begun to understood to understand this in any really coherent or honest sense or i guess honest in a I guess when I think naturalistic, I just mean, I, when I, when I think naturalistically, I think in terms of, you know, again, it's just our best science. That's all. It's our best understanding to date.
1: So, so it's, it's six twenty seven PM. And I'm thinking we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. And I want to, I want to go down because you wrote, you wrote some of the, the best slash most important lines uh, from self-reliance. You wrote them down. I want to kind of go over
2: those real quick before we head out. Oh, yeah. I, I read sentiments, not the exact quotes. Yeah. Absolving yourself to yourself. Yeah. Again, it's like, you know, you're going to feel that sense of duty. It's like, that's natural. That's a healthy instinct. You know, the the, the guilt and the consciousness and the tragic self-consciousness, all these things you may or may not feel and also the seeking of the relief, right? This is just this is understanding the navigation of the, ra- the labyrinth, right? It's understanding that you're going to feel obligation until you don't. And you're going to feel like you owe or like you're searching until you don't. You know, absolving yeah. yourself to yourself is, you know, maybe it is the permission to go and play and search and, and maybe develop your own gay science. Maybe it's um, giving yourself the permission to to have a certain amount of freedom or to go explore or to well, live your life as an experiment.
1: It's, it's giving yourself the permission to be
2: a self. To be something, right. to be someone right and to the degree it doesn't matter whether it is or isn't real you know yeah. we're talking about it's it's just it's just your it's your expression it's your being like you're you, you know yeah. it's it, it may or may not run into me it may or may not be a problem to or with me it doesn't matter that's not that's not that the, the purpose here you know again society is a wave everyone talks performance or improvement nobody actually improves you know that's just yeah. our cover you know that's that's the easy way out why because you know why because we're lazy you know because it's comfortable you know, and it's like, you know, yeah, why should you listen? You know, it is hard to listen or trust yourself when you see and understand just how weak that is. But that's that's to, to self-rely is to learn to trust that. And to go, what are what exactly am I? Because when so much has been instilled to to and from lies and error, and then you in turn have reacted to those lies and error, it's like, well at that point, you know, it's quite the complicated spider web. It's yeah. quite the um the the knot to entangle. You know, no wonder, again, no wonder why we have a lot of mental illness. No wonder why we have a lot of problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Well, then there's that. I mean, listen to yourself, right?
2: Yes. Listen to yourself, trust yourself, yep, you know, that good, good natured, good natured inflexibility, you know, there's no reason to, I mean, you know, we are we've, 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 we've learned over time that despite any of, uh, despite violent, the, the necessity of violence and this evolutionary arms race in our thought, in our being uh, in our body, in our minds, you know, all these things um, that we can be civilized. Yeah. You know, Let's,
1: well, so there's also say, I mean, like, trust yourself, listening to yourself, absolving you to yourself. I mean, these aren't new ideas. These are, I mean, in a sense, they're cliche. Um, they're, yeah, well, that, again, that they, cliche. They,
2: yeah, to, to, to the, to, yeah. But uh, to
1: actually do it, to actually act on
2: right. it. Right, as Emerson says, if a man thinks these laws are lax, let him try keeping. No, you see real quick, most people cannot be laws to themselves. Most people, historically, to present, are followers. It's the great body bag of history. You know, we, we, ne- we, 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 can't remember those people, why they followed. They didn't, they didn't want to, like, as Emerson talks about in his other essays, they didn't want to give us their account. They didn't learn the language to do it. And maybe they didn't need to, maybe they felt, and you know, maybe that's more desirable. You know, if you could be like, if you could be that simple and childlike, good, great. You know? So um, how self-reliance, that's a good, that, self-reliance, that's,
1: when self-reliance, right? Well, However the fuck, whatever
2: the fuck, and however the fuck you can. So, um, Yeah, make, make, make use of all that's called fortune. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the resources are there more, more than ever. Like you said, we have more. Don't, don't, don't believe it when people say whether self-reliance has failed or there's not enough freedom. It's like, don't believe it. You know, we're, we have more freedom than ever before in so many ways. You yes. know, and why would you, why would you then? It's suspicious to even limit yourself with such a belief. And then you go, okay, well, where did this come from? Who said it in the first place? You know, and it's a long line of lamentations, you know, because again, so much out of our old world's physiology is this same old tired, you know, the end is nigh and we're so sick and sorry for ourselves and each other. You know, it's a lot of Christian guilt and a lot of liberal guilt. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, well, back in the day, you can get stoned to death for your beliefs. Now people just insult you. It's, <laughs> so, right. I mean, so you, you have more freedom in the world to be self reliant than any other time ever yes. in human history. So.
2: right but you know you see and and like so i guess but i mean bukowski's dream would be probably most everyone's nightmare because he's i remember i don't remember if it's a poem title or a book title but he's got this line something along the lines of some sometimes you feel so alone or you get so alone it just feels right you know that's 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 a lot of people's nightmare you know because again we're social animals but then again if, if we seem to rub on each other so much then again you know uh the need, the need of self-reliance, especially when you can't depend or trust the people around you, especially if they're sick, you know, it's, is a means of self-protection, you know?
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that sums it up.
2: Right. So remember, you know, whatever your hopes are for the future, don't believe it,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, who and what are you otherwise betraying now? Yeah. I like don't, you know, don't sublimate because if you do
1: believe it, then you're not going to take action and make it happen.
2: So. Right. Well, again, false desires, right? Like, did we ever want it all along or is it, or is this just, was this the dream that someone we bought from someone else, you know, who, ins- who installed it? Like whose vision was this, you know, where were we even headed again? What was the purpose of all this? Like, didn't society had a goal? Was, was, was it that someone was supposed to come back and save us by now? Like we didn't yeah. think the repercussions of our actions would catch up to us like humanity over time, you know? Yeah.
1: Dissolve unto yourself. Absolve. Yourself listen Absolve. Yourself. Absolve. Yeah, we
2: don't want you to dissolve. We don't want you to become nothingness. No, we're not seeking any kind of um yeah. yeah. Self-destruction here. Yep.
1: Be self-reliant. And not just because I told you to. <laughs> All
2: right. Yeah, it'd be the real self-reliant. Yeah. That's a good place to end it, man.
1: Yeah. So that, yep. Uh, that ends it that ends totally ends the self reliance series i promise we won't bring it up again (laughs) well we will we will but you know we won't do a whole episode about it again at least not for a while um so but i mean it's it's probably the most important topic um as far as uh actions go with philosophies as far as living your own philosophy i think it's probably the most important um
2: Topic. Yeah, so. it's uh, again the, the, yeah. The, the measuring stick or the uh, weighting it in, weighting things with the proper amounts.
1: So go check out BezaBazaar.com, um, go check out dot com for the latest updates on the show. Um, and just a little housekeeping, um, go check out the Nietzsche Podcast. Uh, it comes out every Tuesday. I think I'm either going to be on it this upcoming Tuesday or the Tuesday after that. I'm not sure. We already recorded, but I'm not 100% sure when he's going to post it out. So anyways, thank you very much for listening and have a good one.